All right, it's me, it's Matt. So, uh, I had a little predicament. I'll kind of cover it in this episode, cover it in the last one, whatever. Uh, it's kind of funny. Um, a friend of mine destroyed my computer. <laughs> I'm drinking some water here. I'm drinking a little water here. Uh, my friend destroyed my computer, and it was a fuck up, and it's okay. It's, it's sad. Um, I feel more bad for him than I do about my computer because I, I really material things are uh <clears throat> I'm I'm mostly indifferent to most of them, you know. If shit happens, you got to let it go. You can't you can't hold on to them. I had a few things writing on it, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, I might be missing uh some information for my uh from um like different songs I've wrote and stuff, but most of my stuff is like written in written down in actual physical means and on my phone. It's all on iCloud backed up. I just hadn't black I hadn't blacked up. I hadn't backed up uh, some documents I needed. Uh, one of them being from work that was super important. I was working on. I was like, God damn it! So I got to put another few hours of work to redo that. But anyway, point is, I sat down with some lovely people in this episode today. This was super fun. It was really last minute. Really um, thankful that it happened. Um, some really important people in the uh, the bar industry as far as cocktails and spirits go. Uh, Casey Wallen hopped on for the episode. So he revisited uh, for maybe, I don't know, he's maybe here for like 30 minutes. I love that guy. He's just a fucking blast to hang around. I just... Uh, he had to go off and be a dad, so he kind of left after a little bit of time. But I asked, uh, I asked, <laughs> I sat down with Alexander Kong and H.E. Greer. Alexander Kong is the lead export, uh, I believe he's an export manager. Uh, he handles all the exports uh, of Worthy Park's uh, estate. Um, and so that includes the rum bar line of rums. And they're, they're fucking phenomenal. Like, they're, they're really, really good. Um, we were drinking, uh, the white overproof tonight, which is a little silly to sip on, but it's 63% alcohol, uh, full, full, full flavor. Just amazing. I really, really genuinely love this stuff. And I'm so thankful. Like I got to have him on and talk about the rums a little bit. He did a class education seminar at my place of work on Monday. And I, uh, wanted, I, re he, I asked him, I was like, Hey man, how long are you in town for? He's like, Oh, I'm here until Friday. He's like, Oh cool. What do you got going on? He's like, well, honestly, not much. Like Wednesday, Wednesday, I don't really have anything. I was like, Oh shit. Well, I'm, I'm. I feel like I need to ask you to come on my podcast. You want to come on? And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm super down. I'm like, oh, shit, perfect. Um, and then we coordinated it. And it's funny because H.E. Uh, -E Greer, uh, I have, I've, I've, I'd met him, I don't know, maybe two years ago, a little over two years ago. And so we know who each other are very, basically, but I haven't like – you know, had spent a lot of time with him and we just had a great time. We connected a lot and, uh, he, he was on too. And so they both are just hanging out out here in Arizona this week. And so they, they both came on H E, uh, works for back bar projects. He's their like regional, um, I think regional sales manager is what it's called. I can't remember. I don't want to get the shit right. They introduce themselves and they kind of give a, a better overview of that than I do. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't always write these things down. So I just want to make sure I'm accurate. Um, he works for Back Bar Projects, which <clears throat> brings in brands, imports brands such as uh, Giffard uh, Liqueurs from uh, France, as well as Vermouth Routine, uh, Routin, I don't know, Routin, however you pronounce it, from uh, Chambray uh, in France as well, Bigelet Kinakina, which uh, I'm very familiar with that, and Giffard, Giffard, whatever. Um, and then El Jogorio Mezcal, Nuestra Soledad, and Sotol Por Siempre. Be, and then there's a few, there's uh, something... It's a, it's a tequila that we don't have out here. I just can't remember the name. Um, El Jogorio Mezcal is amazing. It's like single <clears throat> varietal series of, of, 
uh, mezcals and they're they're phenomenal they ain't cheap but it's worth it amazing art every label has like really cool little art pieces i meant to ask him in the episode about who does the art i forgot Lots to talk about. Um, so those guys came on today, and we had a nice little convo uh, on the brand new computer, baby. Uh, it's a MacBook Pro. It's the same thing I was working with before, but it's a newer version, and it's got a little touch bar thing. Oh, wow, so special, cool. Oh, it's got a little more processing power. And, uh, yeah, so we're back live with the podcast. It's awesome. little quick hitting the ground running today to get that computer back. And I borrowed a friend's computer for the audio files for the last episode, which... Hopefully you'll have listened to at this point, um, but I'm kind of going hard this week with uh, uploading episodes, and um, I'll probably upload two tonight. I think that's what I might do. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I'm going to decide, but thankfully, I think I'm not sure yet. I can't. I can't find out. I gotta wait to find out to see if uh, my intro theme music saved. I'm pretty sure I put it on my external hard drive, and if I didn't, then I'm fucked, and I gotta remake all the music, and I probably won't do that tonight because I just need to relax before this weekend. I've got a lot going on, and I, I know that in order for me to um, to have good, I haven't gone to the gym today or yesterday or Monday even, or even Sunday. I haven't gone since, like, I think Saturday. So I just, I need to go to the gym um, or do some sort of exercise. And, if I, and you know, if, if, if I don't make time for that, even if I'm not, not going to have time tonight, I need to at least relax um, just for my mental health. Otherwise, I'm going to kind of tank this weekend. So anyway. More information uh, on that another time. Um, that's all I got to say for this. Please enjoy this episode. It was a fucking awesome time with these guys, and I'm so thankful they came on. All right. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy. We're live. I am live with some fucking people here. Uh, hey, guys. Let's introduce each other. Um, not each other. I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, around the table across from me is Alexander Kong. Tell, boop, boop, boop. tell people who you are. I'm the export sales manager for Worthy Park Estate. It's awesome. That was my official radio voice. <laughs> you said it sounded pretty good. No, yeah, I'm uh, coming from Jamaica. I do all the export work for Worthy Park. So everything off the island, all your rum bar, all your Worthy Park estate, mm-hmm. any Jamaican rum, Jamaica, anything you want to talk about, that's me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. And, and we're here with H.E. Greer. Yes, that's my name, H.E. Greer. And uh, I work for Back Bar Project, so I help uh, try to save the world one alcoholic at a time. Good. With, yeah. Uh, out here in Arizona and Southern California. Hell yeah. Well, let me have my, my first, my second repeat guest. Yeah. Like, technically, Brendan was on last night, that fucking bastard. I uh, swear <laughs> I'm not going to dump anything on your computer. I don't Please have don't. Uh, yeah. Casey, Casey Wallen's back, people. Good good to be back. How you doing, uh, man? You feeling well, okay? Yeah. Shingles are... I'm, uh, <laughs> thanks, bro. I'm all right. <laughs> they're, they're feeling... They're, it's coming on. It's coming on. Uh, I'm just a rum enthusiast, man. Just like that hair is yeah. coming on. It looks really sexy. The hair looks listen, good. Listen, you look like Jax Teller. You guys actually look like the older version of each other. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the same bob. You're, yeah. su- you're supposed to tell him thank you when he says that. Oh, th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you uh, said you look like me is why. Yeah, well, it is. It's strange. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, sorry. Oh, that is a good joke. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. To say that I look like you. Yeah, and we haven't even started drinking yet, and you're not, not keeping up with me. We bar- yeah, we barely dipped the tip in for the drinking. No, I, I used marijuana before I got here. Oh, you did? Oh, there it is. Damn, dude, you're fucking I'm hard. I'm just kidding, bro. Dude, I snorted, um, Bra. I don't know, what was it, PCP? You That's did, yeah. right, right before this. I'm enlightened, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, my nips are hard. Um, <laughs> but isn't it the desert? Shouldn't we have peyote or something like that out here? Oh, we I got peyote. Have some peyote. Yeah. Actually, I don't have peyote. There's a church you can go to take it. I've never done peyote. Uh, I'm not opposed to doing it, but I haven't done it either. Have you ever done peyote? 
No, never. No, no, no I've never. not done peyote either. We should do it. Let's check it out. Let's do it. But I feel like that should be a video <laughs> plot, uh, like a vlog, a podcast. Do like a sweat lodge, Ooh, yeah, a nightmare yeah. sweat lodge, and then fucking connect and become best friends. Be awesome. I thought we we're already. I already thought we were. We'll become the ultimate. We're not best friends already. Uh, in not every dimension, at least fewer Fair missing enough. out. Fair enough. All right, <clears throat> Alexander Kong. H.E. Greer and Casey Waller with me today. Uh, I want to fill in everybody in case they didn't listen to the previous episode or watch any of the social media debauchery. Um, uh, a dear friend of mine uh, decided to uh, try to pick up a, a wine glass with boxing gloves on, not realizing there was a cup of water all the way full, uh, and knocked that over onto my computer right onto the... <laughs> so funny. Right onto the uh, keys and fried it. So I've been on like a wild goose hunt today, kind of like running around town. I had borrowed a friend's computer last night so I could record our episode because I was determined to record it. It was a little rowdy because we all got pretty drunk and I drank coffee at like 1 a.m. It was really weird. And uh, Tasted it weird? or It tasted amazing, yeah. Provision beans, baby. Hand ground to order. That's light. That's, uh, light beans. They're good. Yeah, they're good. I love them. Um, Is that a roaster here? Yeah. Where are they? Right down the street. Okay, I got to pick some up. Yeah? I'm on Coffee Quest these days. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Man, cool. You, you guys got you guys got plans after this, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You got shit doing. Like, yeah, you should you should try to we'll hop over there after. I will definitely. Um, I would go with you. I'm just busy. I got I gotta do some personal, fucking exercise shit tonight. Relax. I need. To, I haven't relaxed. I'm like, I should probably relax before it's, the weekend. You, you sound busy. That sounds busy. I got a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Exercise and relax. <clears throat> personal exercise, not just personal. any exercise. I know, right? Yeah. Sounds like you're gonna fucking jerk off tonight. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, personal exercise. <laughs> this is the first time you heard that term. Um, so anyway, Brennan spilled uh, water on my computer. All good, forgiven. Uh, you know, he's out a little bit of money, but I got a new computer now. Would you have forgiven him with no money? I, I mean, I immediately forgave him, but I'm like, he still had to pay. It's more of a principle thing that I had to abide by. That's why you gotta do personal exercise. <laughs> to be able to yeah, regulate bro. him getting fucking, you that damn I regulated computer. that shit yeah, yeah I, like, did. Look, yeah, I, I did. know you're I know you're yoke, like you're a little yoked but I'm bigger than you so you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna pay me for my computer <laughs> that's what I told him last night in those words I think that's Scarface. a spiritual tenet I will forgive <laughs> you once you pay my ass <laughs> <laughs> forgiveness only comes with reparation and money monetary value um Okay, so I want to kind of talk about Worthy Park a little bit, and I mean, I know I had the class, and maybe some people listening had, you know, um, attended the class, but tell people who are listening about kind of, you know, maybe sum it up, I don't know, your best explanation of what Worthy Park and Rumbar does. Yeah, I'll give you the short version, since Wait. I don't have two hours to sit here, but um, no, Worthy Park, we're in central Jamaica, so we are a sugar farm, so we grow cane, we're a sugar factory. Mm. Uh, so we make our own molasses and we're a distillery. So we've actually, we're the, a single estate producer. So we do our own, we only use our, our molasses for distillation. And then we do all our fermentation, distillation, blending, bottling, aging. Everything is done at Worthy Park. Uh, we're family owned and operated, Jamaican owned and operated. And we've been there since 1670. So we're about to celebrate our 350th anniversary next year. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of the gist of it. We make only, we only use pot still distillation. Um, so we really kind of specialize in that and really that funky Jamaican-ness that you're looking for in the rum. You know, that's what we're what we're bringing to the market. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's authentic. It's real. Yeah. So it's, rum, it's good I'm, Jamaican rum. I love it. I mean, what, what am I doing right now? Is this a single state? Yeah, you're, <clears throat> what you got in your glass right now, we did last year for the first time ever, we did a vintage release. Cool. So it's a 2006 
uh, 12-year-old cast strength. You know, there's no water in it, no dilution, no color, no sugar, just straight fucking rum. It's there, yeah. Yeah, 12-year-old rum. And, you know, it's really, it's probably the oldest pot still only rum coming straight from a distillery that's on the market right now. It's really good. I mean, you have some from independent bottlers in Europe and stuff, but actually coming straight from a distillery in Jamaica? Yeah. I don't see any. I think it's cool, too, because you see a lot of Worthy Park in specialty rums you know like out there like some of the like you know rums that you go out there to try to the geeky rums that rum aficionados love or people that really love rum like it really you see it bottled in a lot of different brands besides worthy park so i think it's really cool to see worthy park bottling their own special stuff because yeah where it's coming from anyways you know it's funny if you if you go back throughout rum and sugar history in jamaica it was always a commodity because we were a colony, right? So we would make sugar and we would sell it to uh, sugar traders and refineries. We would, you know, make rum from the molasses that we had, but we never had a brand, so we we treat it like a commodity. Okay. So it's really only, I mean, you have you know Appleton and Ray and Nephew that are the biggest brands coming out of the island, and they've been around for over a century. But when you look at the other distilleries that are there, you know, nobody was making and, and releasing their own rum. Hmm. So it's kind of a new a new trend where we're trying to create get that value add back to the island. Yeah. So now you're seeing, you know, with our Rumbar line, that's an official Worthy Park release. And then our Worthy Park single estate stuff, like we want to have our products in the market. Like, why the fuck? Like, why yeah. can't, why, yeah, yeah. You know, why aren't we doing it? Everyone else is using our rum and, yeah. you know, making money. And, and, it's, and it's extremely sought after already. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, like the, there's a place in the market for independent bottlers because bulk rum is still a big part of our business. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, why can't we, you know, why shouldn't we be releasing our own, our own Worthy Park vintages? Yeah. I mean, it just, it just makes sense, but, you know, it's for that to click and, you know, kind of change the mindset of, of rum in, in Jamaica. Yeah. Well, I think that, like, people are, especially with, like, the whiskey boomer, more, their eyes are open to more of, like, oh, other categories do this, too. That's, like, that's awesome. And this is ex-bourbon barrels, right, from Brown Foreman is what you guys get? Yeah, this one is, is all ex-bourbon barrels. Okay. So, do you know exactly which... Which is just brown form in general. Just brown form, and like okay. we, you know, go to them and we buy first select, and they ship us down. Have you ever, have you ever thought of doing individual bottlings in specific um, brand? So like a, you know, Blanton's barrel or whatever. No, we've never gone that way yet. Um, I just think there's a little more that's involved in that in terms of partnering with the, uh, sure. the, the bourbon guys or the distilleries, and we just we're not at that level yet where we're looking at that. Yeah. But what we are doing is we started bringing down some port and Madeira barrels. Yeah. Uh, last year we're starting to age those, and now this year we bought some cognac and Calvados. So we're really trying to yeah awesome. flip the script a little bit on Jamaica rum and just bring a unique Calvados would be awesome, dude. Holy shit. We, you know, it was one of those things. Was like, let's try it. You know, we got a we got a good uh, we have a good supplier we work with, and yeah, I was like, make Calvados. I was like, I've never seen it, but that could be a, a really good thing or a really bad thing. And everybody I've been talking to. I mean, the initial uh, hype, now hype's a bad word, but the buzz around it, you know, it's pretty favorable. People are really looking forward to seeing what, how oh, that yeah. works. Like estery fucking apples. distillate with, yeah. with apples and pear. Yeah, yeah. I fucking. thought it was interesting when you were talking about how the different, the different esters bring out different qualities of smell. So like you might pick up pineapple, you might pick a banana, ripe banana, something like that. And it's... those specific esters which create like this rad flavor profile in the Worthy Park rums and I think that apple would fit wouldn't it? I think so. I mean Mm -hmm. people you know depending on who you talk to or they're tasting though it's like you pick up baked apple or What's the Jamaican apple called? Oh Ota Iti. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah they're like um 
they look like a like a, an American pear, like the mm. same kind of shape, but it's a purple skin, and it's oh. a really really like soft flesh on the inside. Okay, but the, that's plumbing. the apples that we yeah. we have. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Not yeah. Too. I mean, there's a lot of like aromatic compounds going on in an apple too. That probably. Yeah. And the ones they use in Calvados are like dry and tannic as fuck. Like yeah. you don't want to eat those. They just, they've mm-hmm. let them fall, fall to the ground and start like ripening on the forest floor because or the orchard ground because it doesn't have the sugar content necessary for it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you see that in brandies. Yeah. 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 You know, like you don't like eating those grapes. Even the vinified wine of brandy before it becomes uh, distilled is high it's, acid. Yeah, fucking it's like barely palatable. <clears throat> yeah. I just want to get some fucking booze out of it. It's really interesting. It's cool how like people can have that kind of intuition over time of course and experience to like kind of direct the fruit to where the end product is supposed to be so okay so you live in Jamaica and you're from um, Alex uh, is Zan right but you want to be called yeah I go, I go by Zan okay. it's kind of the thing it's awesome with an X or a Z what's that with an X or a Z a Z or okay. a Z if you grew up in Canada okay Z yeah it's yeah, funny we're, we're in America <laughs> we're in America we <laughs> well here. you know how I know we're in America because I had some, when I introduced myself to someone the other day um, they said, oh, Zan, like, like Xanax? I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in America. But, but yeah, a little <laughs> bit, but no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but no, that's, that's not it, man. <laughs> Zan, like, I don't know. What else would, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense that that would be the reference point. But Well, what about Alexander? <laughs> yeah, that would be my first thing. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of other pop references, like. Zan, no, yeah. Xanthum gum. Xanadu, but that's not about that, too. I thought that's what see world, American, you know, yeah. Americans. old Americans, yeah. bro. Yeah. No, but I, yeah, I'm I'm Chinese Jamaican. Okay, but I was the first generation that was born in in Canada. Oh shit! Yeah, so you know, my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents, we go back about four generations, kind of on on both sides, and okay, yeah. So essentially, we're you know, we're, my family's we're all Jamaican. Like we refer to ourselves as Jamaican, but outside of Jamaica, I have to kind of there's a quantifier when everyone looks mm-hmm. at me and they say, but. You get the, you get the, you don't, you don't look Jamaican. I'm like, oh really? Like what, what is it? What is a Jamaican supposed to look like? And like, well, you know, Bob Marley. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, come to Jamaica a little bit and you yeah. can see that yeah. know, we're a beautiful culture. Uh, we have everything from, you know, there's a lot of Indian, big Indian population, uh, Chinese population, Syrian population, and there's a huge Jewish population that came. Wow. So we have all these, all these cultures that have kind of melded together. Um, and it's very unique in Jamaica where it's. You know, it's it's our motto is out of many one people because of okay. all of these different cultures that have over the years have come through, yeah, and have you know grown and, and contributed. I, th- to I the think you feel that when you're there. Yeah, you it's do. A very you welcoming do. island. Do. I think definitely every every time I've been there, it's been very. You feel at home. I want to. I want to go. I what do you, what would your advice be to somebody who's going to Jamaica for the first time? Ah, uh, well, like you can do any. Like there's so many different types of vacations in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah, you can do the real high end all-inclusive style where you you know all your whims are catered to and it's very luxurious and you never leave the property and it's this you know real i don't want to say isolated but you know it's a very it's a good one it's a good one yeah i've done that one before too majority on the north coast but then you can do you you can do all the kind of i've called regular inclusives we have a lot of spanish inclusives that are on the island now but you can also you know you can rent hostels up in the blue mountains and just Mm -hmm. hike all day and you know kick it and 
you know, smoke weed and look over the Blue Mountains. Yeah. Um, you know, Portland in the East Coast or Port Antonio in the East Coast is mm-hmm. very, um, it's like our, where our rainforest is on island. Oh, okay. So it's a really beautiful, unique uh, ecosystem there. Nice. You know, on the South Coast in Treasure Beach, you know, it's very, very quiet, you know, beautiful side of the island as well. So we have, we're a big, a relatively big island, so you can do every little How long is it? It's about the size of uh, Phoenix metro area, right? Yeah, about 188. Okay. You know, kilometers. Damn. Wide. But... Yeah, it's, okay. it's everything. Or you can come to the city, right? Or you can come to the city where I live in Kingston, and it's where you know, most of the music scene, the art scene is. And How many just... people are in Kingston? Well, there's 2.7 million people on the island. Like Kingston's like one oh, and a half the that. Majority, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the majority of that. That's a lot. That's fucking huge. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big island. But yeah. there's more Jamaicans that live overseas. Yeah. You know, they estimate about 3 million in the diaspora that live outside of Jamaica. I wonder wow. how many Jamaicans live in New York City. I bet it's a lot. Yeah, it's enough. I'm, I mean, I, I stopped memorizing the Census Bureau a couple of years ago, but... <laughs> wow, that's yeah. disappointing. That's cool. Yeah. That's really disappointing. <laughs> wow. So, fucking questions. <laughs> fucking goddamn Casey. Yeah. So, I if a tree is 17 diameters, like, yeah. how old and how sweet... What's the bricks content of the fruit? Yeah, that's a Casey sorry. question, Look, man. You've got to know. Some people, got, di- some people got to know this shit. Third ring in, what's the bricks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Measure it. But yeah, it's cool. Jamaica's dope. I mean, I love it. You know, I yeah. moved back there in 2005. Uh, that's when, oh. I, when I finished university. Oh, so you've there. you've lived there? Yeah, since dude, 2005. Been, been there for, yeah, I've been there for a minute. So I was doing the hotel thing. So I was oh. you know, resort management, working on the hotels. Damn man, you know, did the sandals thing, or kind of cut my teeth in hospitality. I moved yeah. to Turks for a bit. Moved back to Jamaica. Moved to Florida for a bit. And I was like, fuck it, I just keep moving back to Jamaica. Like, I might going to stay. Damn. Yeah. Do you guys get hit by hurricanes? I mean, knock on wood, but that's yeah. not even wood. It's, it's um, some sort of way. Yeah, but not knock on wood. You know, we're, we haven't had a direct big hit in, okay. in a while. Okay. Um, yeah, we've just been lucky. Good. You know, the last one, it was about 2017. And I remember we were all there. We were ha- having dinner, you know, with a bunch of a bunch of people. It was the night before kind of the hurricane was supposed to hit us. Okay. And, it was, you know, we kept getting these reports. It's supposed to hit us as a Category 3, then a Category 4. And then it was a Category 5. And we were with a friend who works at one of the high commissions in Jamaica. And he was saying, he was at dinner, he was like, yeah, you know, we're fine. It's great. They're not evacuating us. It's, you know, we're, we're riding it out here. We boarded up everything. Guy gets a phone call, comes back in and he's like, all right. He's like, we got, you know, we got to leave. I'm like, what, you know, what's up? He's like, oh, they're evacuating us. First flight out tomorrow. So we're like, all right, cool. Bye. And then we're all kind of sitting around. We're like, fuck, should we? (laughs) Dude, (laughs) we're all kind of like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. We're like, shit. Do they know something we don't know? Me, Me too. But then, yeah. Right. But then we went to sleep. And, and we woke up and it, it just had shifted, uh, the shifted to like the east. Right over, right? No, it just shifted to the east and it actually, you know, unfortunately for Jamaica, it missed us, but it, it hit Haiti. Like it was a huge yeah. hit on Haiti. We had like no, we had like 45 minutes of, of rain and that was it. Holy fuck. That was, that was the big one. I think it was Irene, right? That pummeled uh, Puerto Rico also. No, no, no. It so, wasn't that one. It wasn't okay, that one. So it wasn't. No. Okay. But the last big direct hit Jamaica got was in 1988. It was oh. Hurricane Gilbert. It was, I think, Last week, I can't remember the exact date, but it was in September of, of 1988. And it was okay. a Category 5. And I was, I've, I've been told that if they could have measured a higher wind speed and had a Category 6, it would have measured on that scale. But because it kind of caps out at Category 5, that was, that was it. But that was a really bad one. It's yeah. times like this when you wish that you'd have kept up with your census shit, right? So that you'd be able to remember those facts exactly. Census is the population count in America. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta come harder than that, kid. Yeah. Oh, burn, man. Oh, it's, it's cool. I burn cream. <laughs> Carry with me, you know. I I, 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 I can give them out, but I can also take them. You know, it's, it's no right, problem. It's, it's, no problem for me. it's right next to a shingles. <laughs> yeah, 
This is, that's all, a shingles talking. I keep talking. all my creams near. Oh, God. I've got so many inappropriate jokes. Right oh, now. please. <laughs> let them out. This, this, let them out. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. It's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question for you about safe space. Um, <laughs> some of the, again, this is about the rings and, and the tree, but um, I think it's super important or it's very interesting, at least to me, what's going on with the regulation in Caribbean rums because... There's so many incredible rums coming out of the Caribbean, and there's also so much non-incredible rum coming out of the Caribbean, and there hasn't really ever been a way for the average person to be able to like distinguish what's good and what's not. But now there's they're they're starting to put in place a way for that to be looked at a little bit more, right? Yeah, we're trying. Um, you know, rum has that negative stigma of being some people call it positive, but being a category with no rules, and you hear referred to as a wild wild west where you can kind of make rum from whatever you want put whatever you want in it and bottle it and that's okay but it's factually not not true because each country though actually what's true is that there's no globally accepted uh, definition of rum right like there's scotch whiskey japanese whiskey irish whiskey american whiskey yeah but you know us in in, in jamaica barbados you know all of the islands we we i guess we haven't had the you know the the influence to kind of convince these other governments to look at what we're doing and and protect it. But at the same time, what we've done now in Jamaica, at least, is we've come up with the Jamaica Rum GI. And we've always had rules in Jamaica about what you can add, what you can't add, um, aging. We've always had these these laws there. Yeah. But now what we've done since 2016, it was officially registered, is, is we have a Jamaica Rum GI, which goes through everything from... Uh, the, the water that you're using, fermentation, the types of yeast that can be used, the type of stills you can use, how you can age it, the size of the barrels you can age it, the type of wood you can age in, mm-hmm. um, where, how you bottle it, you know, how it's moved. So there's this whole criteria now of what uh, is called Jamaican rum because what we want as Jamaican rum producers is when you, as a consumer in Tempe, Arizona, picks up a bottle and it says Jamaican rum on it, you should have an idea that there's certain criteria that was hit to make this bottle of rum. Okay. Right? Yeah. There's certain standards. Just like if you pick up a bottle of scotch, you'll know that, okay, it's there's certain ways that it was made and, and methods of production that give scotch the value. Right? So it identifies it as that. Exactly. Thing. And it, yeah. again, it's not going to tell you if you like it or not. Yeah. And yeah. we're not trying to tell you our rum is better than yours, but we're trying to tell you that this is, it's it was style. made in this style. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you know, my last point on that is, or not my last point, but another point is that, you know, people talk about, I know, give me a microphone, I'll fucking hear for hours. I love it. Um, Nothing more beautiful you know, than the sound of your own voice to yourself, right? I love mine, yeah, bro. Yeah, that sounded great. Yeah, that sounded, great. <laughs> that sounded fucking smooth. You didn't yeah. have the headphones in, yeah. Casey. <laughs> no, no, it sounded smooth outside the oh, headphones. Oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. That's but, a rare feat. Yeah, man, the, the last thing is, you know, people talk about, there'll be, you know, it will stifle innovation and, you know, you're not, you're, you're reducing the, the diversity of Jamaica rum, but that's really not true. Because if you look at, you know, the main rums coming out now out of Jamaica, you have Appleton, obviously, which is our biggest, the biggest Jamaican rum, um, Worthy Park and Rum Bar, and Hamden and Rumfire are now starting to break out in the market. And we're all different rums. Like, you can't tell me that, yeah. you, you can't tell me that you drink our rums and confuse them. In yeah. a, in, and again, not that one of us is better than the other or vice versa, but we're all fucking different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's, I think that, 
it allows that diversity because there's consistency within the regulations, right? So exactly. like in agave spirits, for example, you know, it's one of those deals where it's a commodity and the way that they prove that the commodity that you're buying, that you're purchasing is legit is that it has to meet these criteria. And if it doesn't, then it can't be called that. And yeah. so then it allows Mexico to make a lot of money off that commodity because yeah. they're able to say what we're giving you is good shit. Yeah. And so I, I think it's rad that they, that some of the Caribbean countries are like, look, this is the good shit. So we're going to regulate it so we can let you people understand that what you're buying is worth it. What you're paying 70 bucks a bottle for is worth it because yeah. it's been underneath this sort of <clears throat> watch. Yeah. You know? And I mean, okay, think about it this way. As, as consumers, mm -hmm. why shouldn't a rum, Jamaica rum be aged in Jamaica? Like why why would it be okay for me to age a bottle in in I don't know Saskatchewan Canada age a barrel take it there for ten years and take unaged rum take it there for ten years leave it in the barrel and then release it like why should I be able to call that Jamaican rum like it's not yeah, it's gonna be it, different in Jamaica that's for damn yeah, sure you but you've taken it out of Jamaica yeah so you know you shouldn't and, and so much of the characteristics of aged rum happens through trying to express terroir yeah that terroir and, is not in Saskatchewan it's exactly the same as exactly yeah. and the heat and the humidity and everything that makes Jamaica Jamaica is you've taken it out of that environment, so yeah. it can still be good rum, but <clears throat> you, why should you be able to use Jamaica rum? So yeah, produced, distilled in Jamaica. Exactly. You know, the labeling exactly. requirements. Exactly. Yeah. So you, just, you just need more French people in the island to kind of <laughs> yeah, there you go. create more laws. <laughs> right, well, they, they tried to get Jamaica. This is not Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I think that speaks to what we were talking about. Like that's the, the French AOC has understood that this is a way to make this commodity legitimate is that we regulate the fuck out of it. That way you know when I buy a bottle of cognac, it's legit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's with everything. It's bourbon, it's all. But like you are saying, scotch, all of them have regulations. And I agree with you that I don't think that, that Caribbean rum should be the exception. Yeah. You know, they, they, they should be the same thing. I think it's crazy with Jamaican rum too because honestly, man, you could take a half ounce of this white overproof rum bar and put it into a fucking vodka cocktail and it would taste like a Jamaican rum cocktail. Because the flavor profile and aromatics of this rum are so pronounced that it can it really can add that to a cocktail. So you could take something that's less expensive mm. than a quality rum, add a little bit of a quality rum, and now you have a rum that you could say is yeah. good. How um how you know the way I mean the way I typically describe rum to people at undertow is like, oh, Jamaican rum is, you know, high ester, a lot of fruit notes. Typically, you know, it's a little higher proof. Um, but you're gonna get some of that characteristic funk, um, and that's from my exposure just to tasting it. But like, how would you, Zan, describe Jamaican rum and like then that? So I was like, what what does Jamaican rum taste like? You know what I mean? Versus from people that like don't know. Yeah, versus it's not like a layman. Like, hey, like, well, this one says Barbados. This one says Jamaica. This one says Puerto Rico. What are why what? How is Jamaica different than those two? Yeah, I mean, it it, it unfortunately it takes a little bit more than I know. You know I know. A, a I'm trying ten to... second, but for me, it's it's a, there's a lot more. Uh, because we are producing, and I'll speak for spe specifically for Worthy Park, yeah. because we're only reducing a pot, or we're only using a pot still for, for production, our rum has a lot more complexity to it. There's a lot more depth. There's a, a bigger balance of flavors that, that go into it versus a lighter, say, Puerto Rican or a Dominican style, which... Column. Yeah, which is primarily just column still, but, and that's fine because that's their style of rum. Yeah. So I'm not going to go to Puerto Rico and tell them how to make rum, you know, because it's yeah. Who, who am I? I'm just a Jamaican rum producer. 
Yeah. So it's like yeah, pot you know, stills carry more of those yeah. like, byproducts Plus of fermentation. They're, you, they're producing good rum. Yeah, and they are, and they are. But it's, it's not Jamaican rum. Yeah, and it's cool that there's different styles, you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 So okay. So I so so, so pot, sorry, I, I completely pot. didn't even fucking answer your question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so like we yeah, pot still. Yeah. High ester. Long fermentation. Um Long the type fermentation. of yeast we use, it's it's all natural. I mean the natural yeast from the environment that we use. It it all these factors contribute to just giving you that that depth of flavor in, in the rum. Like yeah, we, this is phenomenal. This is so good. Do you get people? Do you get like sick of people talking about funk? No, not really. Because it's, you know, it's just the easiest way to describe what you can't describe. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know it. You know, well, you know. Yeah, one of the issues in the, in, in our industry is that you've got your uh, five p.m. on Tuesday answer when there's three people at the bar, and but then you've got to also have the eleven p.m. on Friday answer. Yeah. Yeah. When you're three deep. Yeah. Do you like the flavor of banana? Passion fruit, yeah, cool, awesome. You love this, and that's where most of your sales, that's where your volume's coming from. Well, and you gotta, I mean, you gotta sell it. Right? Ask Dewey; he's he's on so, yeah. doing that at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when someone's ordering uh, three whistles. It was one of our cocktails that's got you know an ounce of rum fire in it. I had yeah. to be like, "Do you like banana?" Because I feel like I hate I hate banana. This girl tried this, tried her friends who got it. She, oh my god, like, yeah, I'm yeah. glad I didn't get that. You know, because they see you know some of the other ingredients stand out, so I have to kind of gauge like, okay, well, what stood out. Oh, well, grapefruit and lime. I was like, okay, you're not going to really even get grapefruit and lime in this. You're going to get this is a decaf chai-infused highest ester content rum on the market. Uh, it's a lot. You know, it can be a little funky. It's cool. It's got a lot of cool fruit flavors, but if you're not cool with, like, some sort of ripe banana going on, you might not. Some people don't get that. Everyone's palate's different. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, you definitely have to have the different phrasing for when you're getting rocked and you're like, you know, you have nine drinks in front of you and each of them are seven ingredients, like, I can't give you a full in-depth explanation, you know. Yeah. But I think the, the, the best way for us, though, is to have people taste it. Yeah. You know, like, even in market this mm-hmm. week, like, we've met people who are like, oh, no, you know, I don't really fuck with white rum. I don't like Jamaican rum. And it's like, well, just humor me and just smell it at least. Yeah. And that's, like, kind that, of the man. first, it's the first step, right? And, you know, when you know that you're expecting, especially with our overproof, you're expecting, like, you know, 151 where it's just smells like so rum alcohol, alcohol. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but it's just all hot. What's that? Sorry, it's just all hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's it heat on it because it's six. It's 126 no, proof. Yeah, like the 151. But it's that's there's yeah. there's flavor. There's flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's it's so good. And like, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys know the answer. Maybe you do. What does a bottle in, in Arizona typically run wholesale for the white overproof? Uh, this would be um, right about the 29.99. Oh, fucking amazing. Yeah. Is that less than Ray and Nephew? Is that a liter? H-E-R? No. You know what? Yeah, actually, that would be. So that would um, actually take about like $4 off that for a seven fifty. So let's call that twenty four ninety nine for a seven fifty. That'd Obviously, be a retail. certain bulk buys are different. Yeah, that, well, that, that's not a wholesale price. That'd be a retail. A retail 25 yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. I love fuck how yeah. you describe. 25 bucks. That's fucking, that's super easy to dish out for a, a seven fifty of one fifty one, like Or not one fifty one, one twenty six. you said, right? Yeah. So 63 yeah. Overproof, yeah. Sorry, what were you, what were you saying? Well, I was just saying, I like, I like how you described when you were doing the presentation yesterday, and I, obviously I realized not everybody has the opportunity, had, didn't have the opportunity to go to the presentation, but I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool how you said something about how, like, uh, even if you've never been to Jamaica, like, you have a connection with it. Yeah. Like, every single person has some way they connect with Jamaica, and I think that the terminology funk, like, really speaks to that idea of, like, reggae music and you know, rebels and, you know, just sort accent. Of like, yeah, yeah. Like just everything about it is like cool. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just cool. And like, people feel that about Jamaica. It's crazy. I think that reggae music to me is the number one music in the world. And it comes out of a really small Island, but everywhere I've ever traveled, people listen to reggae. 
I was in Costa Rica and these dudes were singing Bob Marley songs and had no idea what they were saying. Yeah. But we're mm-hmm. like on pitch singing the lyrics and it's like they had no idea yeah. how and to translate. I just dub, thought that dub music was, in general just like I Yeah, mean, it's like that's about powerful, the police, you know what I mean? Like one yeah. of the biggest bands in the world just yeah. like employing that style. It just it so resonates, cool. man. Yeah. It just yeah. and it's crazy like But the rum is the same feel. Yeah, dude. Like when you can taste the rum, it does the same thing to you. It's like the same it is like Jamaica. Like it is I don't know. It's a, that's that's why I've always loved Jamaican rum because before I really got into loving spirits, I had traveled to Jamaica mm-hmm. and I spent time in Jamaica and drank a lot of rum in Jamaica. And then for me, I have this like personal connection to uh, the island of Jamaica. And every time I pick up a bottle of this rum, it takes me there. And so it's like mm-hmm. it's like every time I get to experience that because this does really. Um, this is what Jamaica is. This is what it feels like. This is what it tastes like. This is like, and that's across the board, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, uh we got to go, Stu. We got to go to Jamaica, man. I, I, I would love to. What? So we'll swim. what's it? Okay. I'm going to ask you like, maybe two more questions and then I'm going to talk to H.E. about who he is because I think, I think we, uh, we need to hear that. Yeah, um, for sure. And especially, he's a complex. He's as complex as Jamaican rum. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many? What's your Esther? The Esther content of rat? Is that what I asked you? Yeah. Um, See, I mean, this is Tinder. Your Tinder profile. What's, <laughs> what's, your, what's your Esther count? What's your Esther count? Breath is my answer. <laughs> Breath um, is your answer. Wow. Yeah, I guess I think I already asked most of the questions I want to ask. Um, what's it? What's it like living in... King, you live in Kingston, you said? Yeah, I live in Kingston. How far away is that from Worthy Park's operation? Do you work at Worthy Park? I work from home. Um, okay. Because I, I do all exports. So you I travel a bunch, too. I travel. So where, wherever my laptop and my, my phone are, I can pretty much work from. Okay. Um, but I live in Kingston. Um, I really, I live actually at my family's property that my, my mother grew up on. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. Like my mother's, my mother's generation, uh, there was 35 of them, 35 cousins. That all lived <laughs> thirty-five. Thirty-five. I love how it comes out. It's awesome. And they, they all lived in three house. They lived in three houses together, like uh, right beside each other. Is okay. number three, number five, number seven, and then two houses behind, that all backed on. So there was you know all these cousins that would run around together. Oh, cool. And now, yeah, so it's re- it's really cool because you know the house where I'm living now, uh, the property is where since I was born, you know I was I grew up going to and visiting, um, and. You know, now we're the last house, like all the other family has moved away um, that lived in those houses. But I still have a lot of family in Jamaica. But Kingston's dope. Like, I love it. I mean, my, my partner's from, she's from Florida. She's from Jacksonville. Oh, wow. And, you know, she, excuse me, she loves it. <clears throat> you know, she's connected. We're raising our kids there. Awesome. His kids are rad. I can't imagine not, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine not raising them in Jamaica. Man, like it's, his daughter is like a shining bright star of light, man. Sweet. That's why we named her Sunny. <laughs> really? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, That's it cool. fits. It fits. Daughter, yeah, daughter and son. <laughs> well, Sunny like the sky. No, you said daughter and son. Like, you have oh two yeah, kids, sorry, right? sorry. Yeah, um, Sunny. Yeah, my son is. I have Soleil, who's my daughter. She's gonna be five in in December, and then Van Xavier is my boy, and he's gonna be uh, two in in December. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, so man. Little, yeah, the What's crazy that? little shit. Seven, eighth generation Jamaican. Yeah, something like that. I don't have, have to go back. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. Crazy shit. Yeah, that's cool. That's um, cool. Anyways, talk to H.E. Dude, thanks, thanks for the dying to get on the mic. I have to exit as well. You got to leave? Yeah, man. What, what the fuck? fuck? Daddy duties. Oh. Uh, thanks, right. for, thanks for coming, Case. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Come see, see these guys off. Good thanks for you, having brother. me. And uh, enjoy. Good, good to have you, man. Keep fighting the fight. Spread the gospel. Don't touch me with your shingles.
Oh. <laughs> Let me just pause really quick. Okay, we're back. We had a we had a, a guest. We had a Casey Wall next. He had to be a dad or something. I don't know what that means, but uh, this is a good transition into uh, HE. Who are you, man? Like, where are you from? What's your story? What, what can you tell us? Um, I've lived all over the world. Grew up as a military brat. Went to high school in Las Vegas mm. during the 80s, so I'm aging <clears> myself. My dad worked at Area 51, was a fighter pilot, did shit. That kind of remind me of the guy from Independence Day. You yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah, no idea what he did, where he did. He won't talk to me about it ever. I love you, Dad. Um, Damn. Went into the entertainment business, moved to New York when I was 18. Traveled the world. I was a professional singer, musical theater. Done over 1,500 performances of musical theater in my life. What's your range? Um, I mean, I was a lyric tenor. Okay. So I could, I could, I performed consistently a, a high B flat on a, if you that familiar with the I don't know which B flat which okay. high B flat you're referring to yeah the B ones B flat 5 the ones that they um, well, the, the, the male B flat so it didn't go into a falsetto but you know oh so it. so you got pretty high like yeah okay so I had the high yeah sing, but also sing for us. <clears throat> I had to do sing for us maybe a little bit <laughs> I'll harmonize with you be some room um, um, I got some tomorrow we should try too yeah, yeah definitely I do this pretty much every episode yeah so I am entertainment business did awesome that man First uh, ten years of my adult life, um, it destroyed my soul, really? killed my happiness. It um, just the shit, there... just the shit you go through, the things you have to deal with, the amount of scrutiny you you live, and it, yeah, just I had I had no fun. I I hated oh. it. I, I just it killed my soul. The the business side of it and the um the the, the just the grinding lifestyle of everything just killed my soul. And just the mus- musical theater side of it, or yeah, well, in both and. TV, okay, and both of it. It's 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 a it's a soul raping experience, really. Fuck that and I'm, I'm not misusing that word when I say that. Like it, like sure, they killed my soul. Yeah, it really did. Damn man, it took me a long time to like get out of that like funk that like yeah. Dis- yeah. yeah. And I got depleted. a dress business. Damn, that's why I did. Just started. I feel started, started straight glutton for punishment. Started, yeah. You <laughs> know, I was like, <laughs> damn <laughs> you. And and then yeah, I then transitioned to um alcohol alcohol company. So yeah. How long have you been working with Backbar? How long has Backbar been around? Um, uh, a little over seven years, and I've been uh, uh, almost six years. Okay, wow. So I was, yeah, I was one of the first ones. We were ground flooring it. So it's it's uh, Bigelay, it's Jaffard. Be- yeah, Bigelay and Jaffard are from France. Okay. Um, so those are a French, uh, um, a bitter digestive, and the other ones are French liqueur. Um, then there's a, we have a French vermouth um, called Rotan, Rotan from okay. Chambray. Uh, then we have um, the, obviously the, the Jamaican portfolio that we have, well, from uh, Alex's uh, Worthy Park Estate. Uh, then we've got um, three Mexican distillates. Uh, we've got an artisanal tequila, which is not here in Arizona. It's okay. called Anhalisco. It's a um, couple of uh, bartenders and a Oaxacan guy in uh, um, Los Angeles, and they they started a, a, a they they partnered with a um, family the. Yeah. Samus family in Arandas, which is in the Highlands, and so we've got a artisanal tequila. We do a, a sotol from Chihuahua. Oh, you do, which is the a desert spoon plant. Yeah. Um, technically, that's called the Desilrian, hmm. the botanical name. And then we do uh, um, uh, 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 quite a few uh, mezcals, um, most of which are from Oaxaca. We do twenty different mezcals from Oaxaca, from the Cortez family, in the collaboration of the Cortez family up in uh, Durango. And then we do a um, okay. a doing gainsay siniso from there. Okay, awesome. What's the what's the Sotol um, brand? 
Uh, Port Sempre. Oh, it's Port, oh, it's Port yeah. Sempre. That's right, right. Yeah, the one with my, the heart on it. That's my, yeah, because I, I, Sotol is my favorite spirit. That particular one is probably, like in top two. So I like ag- Agricole rum. I love Jamaican rum. I, sorry, I don't I want to put that out the there. Fuck? I fucking love Jamaican <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I genuinely, Jamaican rum is like in my top five for sure. Um, but I love, I love rum jam. That's just like my fucking jam. I love yeah. earthy, funky shit. Yeah, and I, lo- I love rum jam. I big supporter then. And the yeah. distiller down there. She's, she's oh, really cool. I, I really need to go really down there. Her. Yeah, it's let's go. I'll go with you to Martinique. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm 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 trying to go. Next year's my year of travel. Finally, when I get out of the states and like get, do, hit hit the places. passport. And I'm, I'm I'm getting it. Yeah, that's my next. That's only get the card when you get the passport. Why? It's the best extra twenty dollars you'll ever spend in your what, life. What is it? The card, the passport card. Just oh. check check the box. Why okay. though? Because you can then carry a card with you all the time. But why? Because you need to carry a passport when you travel. And then, uh, that way you don't have to have the passport because it is a, it, is, it won't get you through um, um, international uh, customs. Hmm. Uh, so you need the actual paper passport, but it'll it works as a passport, so you don't have to carry a passport around with you all the time. But I'm still so. Where would you use it for? I I use it like you can cross the border into Mexico from America with it, so you can go Mexico Canada because you have to have okay. passport crossings where you can use that. But I mean, so just those two yeah. countries. Uh, yeah, but you use it though. I mean, if you're traveling another country, it's a fucking. No, passport. I'm just. I'm curious. I, I, my kids have American passports. I never take the box because hmm. yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that, why. No, I, I know what a card is, Ag. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, my pa- but my passport's on me all the time. I don't have to carry oh, okay. a passport. I have a passport always. So, do Americans typically travel with a passport around America? No, you don't need to. But like, if you live in Southern California and uh, go to Mexico, you know, Southern Arizona, you go to Mexico. Yeah, but I feel like that's something like you you plan. You don't just kind of oh, I'm going to the store to get milk and let me just you haven't been side to, down in you guys. haven't been to uh, Tucson or San Diego, have you? It's super yeah, close. It's still a few miles. Yeah, no. yeah, especially San Diego. Well, Tijuana is like on yeah. the other side of San Diego. Um, so basically, if Tucson, you live on the border and you like strip clubs uh, and tacos in in Mexico, you you should get the passport. Taco. Yeah, if you like El Paso, you should okay. probably get the passport. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to help help El, people. El Passport, El Paso, El Passport. It's an amazing food culture down there in Tijuana. When you go down, <clears> it's a great like street side food. They've got like great restaurants and just. Really cool experience. Yeah, I've heard. There's actually a lot of people in um, in the San Diego bar community that'll do a, a pop ups down there. And yeah, they go down and work yeah. with chefs, and we'll go like yeah. you know, American bartenders go down and do a um, bar program with a deal chef. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's fucking uh, awesome. There's a lot of lot of cross crossover cross promoting there. Um, it's pretty cool. Can we? Can sorry, not to cut HE off completely, but can we talk about this tomorrow? It's pretty fucking. It's pretty good. Yeah, you taste it. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah, make eye contact when you cheers. Learned that from a local winemaker. Ojos. Ojos, ojos, por favor. Yeah. Um, me and me and Mitch uh, started making them back in like August. Yeah, talk about it. And so we'd wanted to do it for a while, and like I really want to get into production. I would love to be my next step if I continue in the bar industry. Bartending is just, I love it. I really do like I like a lot of aspects of it, but it's just super painful for what I do. And being a singer, my voice going away often, my body hurts. Going to physical therapy. I bartend right-handed now, so I, I switched so I could like some left-handed. I could stick. Oh, I didn't my... know you sang, Tang. I thought you were uh, mu- singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were a musician, like playing an instrument. Oh, we I... talked about it last night. Yeah, I do both. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I write songs. Sure. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I might listen to your stuff. My prog folk, progressive folk, kind of like where I kind of sit in. But yeah, so I we want to make these tomorrow, and um, so we tried like four recipes and. Just we'd never done it before. I, I had a little book that kind of gave me some inkling to it, and I've 
just kind of went hard after that. So we, this, this one that is like the same ingredients we use in the fourth recipe, but adjusted better. It's still a little heavy on the clove for me, but it's good. Um, but I've kind of like, I dove hard. I bought, I'd probably put like almost a, a thousand into learning how to make it and buying bottles and bottling equipment and distillate. And are you distilling or are you buying distillate? No, I'm buying distillate. Okay. Like just through, yeah. through, uh, Probably see how the series six, so I just buy or Churchill, okay. you know, so I just buy like 12 liters of okay, 195 or when we start 190, and so it was like awesome. So, um, so I have a few potential collabs that are going to happen this year with or at least start this year with local distillers. So I might have two, I might just like sell two recipes and just get some residual shit. We'll see what happens, but that's awesome, bro. Yeah, that's man. No, it's good. All yeah, right. so yeah, it's got clove, uh, gentian. It's the main bittering agent I use, spearmint, um, a few secrets, but it's cardamom, and uh, what else is in there? I got I got another one from that I made from like seven Arizona ingredients too. If you guys want to try that, it really tastes like oh, yeah, easy. Um, yeah, I just something I wanted to do for a long time, and I finally did it. I just went really, really. Hard. I'm the kind of person like if I go for something, I'm gonna go for something. Like I didn't have a single tattoo last year in like July, and then, get out of here. And then I went for it. Got my thighs done, like all that shit. So I just <laughs> I went hard. Wow. You know, like, and that's just it. Like podcast. I won one for three years and then I started this in June. I just went hard for it. So I'm like, I like to like, you know, it's uh, just do it the best to, of my ability. And so like, I think the quality of this podcast is good. It sounds good. And like, I think the quality of the market, like always has room to improve. But I think like there's a big gap in the market in America for um, American O to V. Yeah, absolutely. Totally Especially agree. like there's a lot of orchards in Arizona. There's a lot of grapes in Arizona enough to produce a sufficient amount of like distributable um, distillate. And it'd be cool to do an Arizona Amaro with a gra- Arizona Grappa base because all those grapes just go to trash, you know. And we don't have to always buy distillate from halfway around the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I can buy it from New Mexico too. New Mexico grows a lot of grapes, Arizona and California, you know, all within like 250 miles or some sort of like grapeage happening. So I can like, you know, there's plenty in Arizona. I don't want to have to buy GNS from, you know, uh, Indiana or something. Yeah, don't do that. I talked to a, uh, <laughs> I talked to a, um, a guy up here. And he's uh, started working with uh, a Native American farmer, uh, an Apache farmer who's working with uh, with the uh, local um, herbs and all uh, on their <clears> own tomorrow. <throat> so it's going to be Native American style oh, herbal really? tomorrow. Yeah. Is this a guy from Tucson? No. Oh. I'll talk to you about him later. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a few people like you're good. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I, Call I, out his business. Yeah, I, I know, see. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, I just uh, uh, I, I have a few different resources really helped me like tremendously like learn how to do it. A lot of techniques I learned from Mr. Blaze Faber over at Trotto. That guy is one of I think he's I think he's singly the most important uh, important bartender in, in town. Have you guys met Blaze over I've at, not. at Trotto? No, oh, the no. guy is just like. He makes amazing vermouth in tomorrow. He's just like, he's awesome. So picked his brain a lot. I picked uh, the guy who owns Vicario Spirits, his brain a lot. And how, have you guys ever had anything from Vicario or heard of it? I they're, haven't. They're distributed did. by Quench. No. I'm, uh, so, I'm, I'm so out of the loop with oh, what's going on there. Yeah, you're good. Uh, so a little bit about, um, holy fuck, that's a, that's a stiff pour of... <laughs> overproof <laughs> cheers guys cheers thank you so much for coming by the way this is this is yeah. fun I know it's yeah, the last awesome. minute you guys are awesome appreciate all the info um, Vicario is he's a gentleman who mm. Mm. god damn that's good god damn that's so good 
That was the uh, I want to mix with that rum so bar bad. white overproof. Yeah, for those that can't see through the podcast, it's, it's, it's like Ray and nephews. But it's, it's got some more savory and like warmer elements to it. It's like more well rounded. There's like more in it. Like, you know, it it is. I you know, it, it is rum. It is rum bar white overproof. That's just the best way to describe it's it. It's got it, this know? bready thing too. I don't know what it is. It's like this like toasted bread at the end. It could be from what I had in my mouth before or it being in a warm room. It's just like, it's so good. It, you, you, know, you know what? One of the most frustrating things with um, an audio delivery of a communication podcast, even video, is, and when you taste things like this, is that you want to be able to relay what that experience is mm-hmm. through the sound. So you being singer and sound technology expert on this, there's got to be a sound out there that you can create that gives you that same sensation of what you get when you put that in your mouth. Oh shit! Yeah, that would you know take I mean? a lot of a lot of intuition. I, I know that sounded a little like real hippie and nerdy, and I'm and, and it's and maybe I, even I sarcastic. I thought I missed a session or something. Maybe sarcastic, <laughs> but I know I do really mean that. Like no, there's no, a sound you. that you can go like you know that can trigger the same response. Yeah, that makes you feel what that feels because there's a beauty, there's a big, there's bold, there's <laughs> something. Yeah, that you go. <laughs> I like. I would feel like it'd be a lot of bass, like a lot of just oh, a lot of boot, yeah, a lot of overtones oh. too. Like, so, like a Tibetan, like a like the good. What's the what's the thing from Australia? What's the, the didgeridoo? Yeah. 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 We're talking like about that, that last night for some reason. Um, like that sound resonance. Like, that triggers the same like emotional um, joy yeah. space in your brain. Yeah. So there's oh, got uh, to be. So uh, talking about sorry, a segue. Did twelve you, string yeah. guitar. A twelve string yeah. guitar might be kind of close. So oh, wow, nice. Yeah, that, that could yeah. be through like a wah pedal. You lost me now. You guys are just well, you're talking, like a, talking just German. The wah is like funk music. Is it on? Is it on Spotify? Yeah, I could show you what, what a wah pedal sounds yeah. like. Yeah, it's I mean, I could put your voice like, on a wah right now. But you know what's so funny? It's like my <laughs> my brother um, is a musician. He's in a band. He sings, plays okay. guitar. Um, and my other brother is super artistic. And like, I'm not fucking artistic at all. Really? Like, I have none, none of that. None of that. None of it. None of it. I play music from whatever's on that. Have you watched you speak in a room? Have I watched me speak? Like yeah. an outer, the, out I, of I, body experience? I act, well, recorded. No, no, I can't stand. Honestly, I probably won't, won't listen to this podcast because I can't stand the sound of my voice. You have to. I love talking, but I can't stand the sound of my voice. Get past it. You gotta keep exploring. Yeah, you, yeah. you keep exposing it. yourself to it. You get past and, it. And, and a, the, a, you gotta do it. B is that's art also. So but, don't sell yourself short. No, I'm not thanks, being an artist. I'd, I'd give you a hug if I wasn't tied to a microphone. That's okay. <laughs> no, I did tie Zan up to a microphone. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Sorry. Don't move. Yeah. Um, no, but it is. That's what I tell people all the time. Like I'm not creative. I'm like. Bullshit! You're not creative. Human yeah, right. beings and in, in, in just by sheer existence are creative. Yeah, you know. Oh, I mean, look thanks, at one. Well, look at your tattoo, your pineapple tattoo. That's a creative idea that sparked off of maybe multiple things you'd seen, but you. That's you know, that's one of your. I think it's the first pineapple tattoo I've ever seen. Uh, if it's I could not. punch you in the was balls, it, yeah, that was punch in the balls. That was as dry as that cider we started yeah, off. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I apologize See, that he's my market manager, guys. So I'm so for. I can never tattoos. give too many compliments in a row, so it's always a compliment, insult. Compliment, yeah, you gotta. Insult. It's all about balance, man. You don't wanna. <laughs> everything is too good. Called, called the sandwich method or something. <laughs> yeah, Oreo. It's like a good, a good, and a, yeah. a bad, and then a, good. yeah, and you, have to have, yeah. you need another good. Yeah, yeah. but you no, know, I think I think yeah, the way the way you talk for sure. There's definitely yeah. there's definitely a create. You're just, you're creating that whole experience by. I mean, you're even just by by picking 
picking the songs to kind of go with each slide you did and like how engaged you were and how much passion you were exuding about your land, like where you're from, you know, like that's, that shit's awesome. And like how much passion you are about like the fact that, you know, all, all the little aspects of, I was paying attention to shit that got me off the most on that presentation for lack of a better like phrase. It was the stuff about how much angel share you guys lose. Like that stuff, that, that intrigues me. I'm like, how much product are they missing to evaporation? And I, that stuff that you, you delved in on that, you delved in on like, the fermentation time for either overproof. I think it was the overproof, right? Yeah, well, no, one, the of the, one of the one of the marks that's in the overproof. Sorry, right? high ester yeah. marks. Yeah. So what? A month was it? Um, well, the fermentation, the pre-fermentation to develop the yeast is ninety days. So culturing the starter yeah, effectively. Yeah. It's ninety days, and then the fermentation is actually two to three weeks. Two to three weeks. Okay. Yeah, man. So it's it's long. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to the music thing without spoiling too much of of his one of his ideas we were talking about before, but he's he's working at really integrating much more of a of a musicalistic uh, presentation. Uh, yeah. into a, a rum experience but but really like working with music much more interactively yeah. I mean it, make, it makes sense like we're from Jamaica right like you yeah. know and it's, yeah. you know when you talk about what makes a, we were talking about this all week actually like what yeah. makes what makes a Jamaican event like what when I go to whether it's a, a wedding a funeral a birthday party a, a Wednesday night like what makes it like what makes it Jamaica and it's you have your rum you have your food and music like it's really those that's it those yeah. three things are so crucial to making it to give you that authentic yeah. feel. And it's like, oh, it just makes sense. It just makes sense to me. Oh my God, this, this overproof is so fucking good. <laughs> I just like, ex- as you're talking about that, I'm just like going through my head. I'm like, what am I experiencing right now? I've just experienced all like the, the rich, thick fucking aromatics and esters. And then it kind of broke off to like pineapple, pineapple candy. And then it was like Jolly Ranchers and it kind of fizzled out into Ooh, that. Jolly Ranchers. In, into that methane broccoli thing that sometimes happens. Yeah. You ever get that? Like, um, like I, some Jamaican rums, I get like, um, this kind of like cooked, not cooked, yeah, but methane yeah, broccoli, totally. like almost, almost in I've a good never, way, farty, but I've like, never heard it called that, but like, no, I'm, I'm actually really geeking out on that phrase, methane broccoli. It's like, <laughs> a, it's I'm like gonna, a, bro- I'm like, full on steal that. It's like raw broccoli and, or cauliflower. That's like, I, I don't it. know. Yeah, it's just right kind of there, that, yeah. that kind of family of plant, like Brussels sprouty kind of, not the green part, but like kind of when it gets like, cruciferous. It Cruciferous, brassicas, whatever one you wanna. You know what? It's it's so you know what's so awesome about rum, is the subjectiveness of of tasting notes. Oh yeah. And it's like I yeah. love, like if you, you, I mean, obviously you sat through my thing on Monday. Mm-hmm. I didn't give you guys any tasting notes. Like I didn't tell you what a rum was like because you had it in front of you, right? And your experience yeah. with it is totally different than Casey's, than HE's. A lot of similarities, mm-hmm. but the, the tasting aspect, I feel like it's so personal. It is. You know, and it's like, I want you to experience that on a, on a visceral, personal I, level, right? I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to taste. Like, you taste it. Yeah. I'll tell you about it, about the rum and how we do it, but you experience it. Well, yeah, because, like, where where you subjectively are, whether it's, like, uh, where your palate's at that day, where your head's at that day, how much water you've had, whatever, and also just the natural amount of sensors you have on your tongue. You could have burnt your tongue on fucking coffee that morning, and your palate's fucked, but, like... You know, I, I probably have more sensors in my tongue, you know, that taste certain things than you guys do and vice versa. Yeah. Like, and the concentrations of those, like, receptors are different. And, like, that shit's super intriguing because that's my, you know what, at the end of the day, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I bet somebody out there likes a stirred daiquiri. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's, got, there's one person who's like, no, I like it flat yeah. and sour. And, and you know something I think it gets really overlooked when talking about uh, the tasting notes with spirits is oxidation. And not... 
in the same way that oxygen is going to devolve or break down a wine where you're going to vinegar it or something like that, where you'll have a very specific bell curve at what point it will be good and then rapidly fall off that cliff. Yeah. <clears throat> With distilled beverages, you get an evolution. Uh, you don't get it nearly as much in um, aged spirits because it's already going to go through an oxidation process when you put it in a barrel. But when you have white distillates, it's... yeah. It, it, it just does. And it like, so when you first crack a bottle, it's going to taste different than when that bottle has been sitting on your shelf for a month. That's and, so and important. That's so important that you said that. Yeah. It's so fucking important. Yeah. So, Oxygen's the fucking kicker for it, no matter what it is. Yeah. I mean, oxygen is, it's like when you look at it scientifically, oxygen is like the most corrosive um, element on the planet. It kills and destroys everything. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. You need to meet some of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joking, joking, Tom. Yeah, just joking. Um, but look at how well they trained you for Steph. <laughs> yeah, know, look right? how much you've grown from yeah. them. Um, but you, you know, it was it was the water that that like <laughs> like. Yeah, whatever. Like chiseled erosion, the, the, yeah, erosion. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was things... going to be a great analogy if I could <laughs> deliver it. Deliver yeah, He's okay. got execution uh, challenges. I do. I, took, okay. I had to take. Uh, I went to hospitality school and I had to take chemistry in in first year university because I never took it in high school. Oh yeah. But it was uh, a chemistry geared towards <clears throat> um, food food sciences. So it's pretty cool. That's but awesome. you know the only thing yeah. I fucking remember and you you spurred <laughs> my mind when you said oxi- oxidation oxygen. Yeah. Was um, what you call you know when your vegetables brown? Do yeah. you know what it's called? Ox- oxidative enzymatic browning. That's the only thing I remember from that class. Wow, wow. damn, that makes yeah. Think about apples, you know. Yeah, yeah, apples, ap- avocado, pear. Yeah. Yeah. We call it pear in Jamaica. And how about bananas? Bananas. Oh yeah. But bananas are bad when they're brown, but they're not ripe when they're white. But we eat them only when they're white. I li- ripe. I like them when they're just turning from green. When they're starchy, Shit, still. really? Yeah. When they're all, when they're they're yellow, but they're still green is on the tips. An actual, actual, an yeah, actual we, ripe banana is brown and like ugh. starting to syrupy. Ugh. You know what's so interesting? You guys are talking about coming to Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. Our fruit is so different. Like it's so much fucking better in Jamaica. Yeah, because we don't like our Do oranges. Guys, it's not mo- it's not moving three thousand miles. Yeah, our oranges more are more genetic are, modification are like than green. we do. Are like you know our oranges are green, and that's pretty much how they should be. And I see. Yeah, I can walk into a supermarket here and I go to buy an orange. I can't, like, I physically can't buy it because the shade of orange that it is is just, it doesn't look real. It's you guys need right. to keep talking. I'll be right back. I need to grab you something from my tree really quick. Okay. Okay. Not an orange, but it's. Oh, well, I think I mean, he's going to grab a fruit. Well, but yeah, and like pineapples, pineapples in Jamaica, when you cut them, they're not that, this, this neon yellow that you get here. They're like almost white. Well, you know, the, 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 better. the degradation of the American farming society and genetic, not even. Oh, uh, GMO, but the amount of massive pesticide use out here. There are fruits and vegetables with which it's mandatory you have to eat them organic, which is not true in most of the world. It like is what? like, like, like what? Sorry. Uh, any, any fruit that you eat the skin on, it's it's in my household. It is 100% mandatory if you eat a, a fruit with skin on. So, like an apple, a pear, a, a blueberry, a strawberry. Now, if you peel the skin, it, it's not quite as sensitive. Yeah. Um, but you, it must be organic because of the degradation so and, and the destruction that we've done as a farming community. I mean, just Roundup in and of itself. And obviously the GMO is a very hot topic, but that's not even the worst thing that we ingest and how, we, how, how much we've just absolutely just crippled our farming communities out yeah. there. Most of the world doesn't have to deal with that. Most, most, most people don't. Like, so that's, that's a really good 
really, really good point where you talk about fruits. Like you go and travel in, even if you're going to like what people would consider a third world country, like a, what would be a, like an economic third world country, like a, let's call it like a, like a, a Malaysia or something like that. They're going to have such better fruit practices and farming practices because they just have not been destroyed by the Monsantos and the other big billion dollar like conglomerates. Yes and no, though. I mean, like think about like palm palm forest, uh, palm forest in like in Southeast Asia and like in, no, the, in but, South America. But those are the big companies going in and and, <clears throat> and doing the destruction to the. Yeah, well, they do that with fruit too. I mean, think about like how many you go to Asian market, how many fucking lychee canned lychees are in there. They're they're fucking with the lychees out there because these guys are more willing to be uh, bribed by big corporations because they don't, they don't have the money, you know? I mean, so... I'm, I think I think is more talking about, like, indigenous, like, what? Yeah, but it, it's still worse here. Worse? Worse in America, It yeah. depends where you go, man. Smell this fucking lime from my tree. No, no I'm not talking natural fruit. I'm talking grocery store. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... That, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry, I should have qualified that. The, the, the food... Fruit the food, the food systems in America, yes. yeah. That's For the most part, yeah, they're fucking bullshit. I hate going fries. I don't, I don't go to the fucking. I go to like, um. So no, I don't have okay. a knife in here. I got a fucking wine key knife. That that there's just, a knife. Just scratch that skin and smell it. There's like it smells delicious. I didn't even have to scratch there, it. There's this like, uh, have you smelled tonka bean before? No, so no. I've eaten it, but I've never. I, I have tonka bean in my my house. If you guys, if you remember, you guys should smell it. It's basically like. It's extremely high in coumarin. Coumarin, uh, it's like a this this molecule is responsible for sweet smells and like this lime smells of that. And so I'm so fascinated with with uh, volatile aromatics. And that's something we should talk that I want to kind of piggyback off of the oxidation thing is like is volatility, because when you have like God, it's just like it's it's sweet. Oh man, that lime smells so fucking. Henry Whitaker was over there and he was dying over it. Um, is, That's amazing, yeah. Yeah, isn't it good? It's fucking odd. When the good thing about it is because when you're getting commercial... Is that a key lime? Uh, it's a Mexican lime. Okay. So when you're getting... Because um, limes will turn yellow once they're... Yeah. You can let them ripen more. You know, so, I've been down to Oaxaca, and they call that a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, lima. It's, it's yeah, but they don't... They don't it, but it's the same, you know, lima or, or limon. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. It, it, there's no differentiation. There's no lemons there. And all the limes are that size. Yeah, and they, they ripen to yellow if you yeah. let them go long enough. But there's, um, it's, yeah, the, the, they, they spray paraffin wax, which is a petroleum-based, like, food-grade wax yep. to kind of trap the moisture in so they have a longer shelf life. What that does is it traps all the oils in. So when you're, you're commercial, you know, when you're at a restaurant or a bar and you're ordering com- <coughs> commercial citrus, that's like 35 bucks a case for limes, and you're zesting that into your, one of your syrups, you're zesting the wax and, and the other stuff. And in order to get rid of it, you have to put in hot water and boil it. And that's going to kind of cook off some of the aromatics. So it kind of destroys the whole thing. So you're like, fuck. And that's, what, that's, why, that's why seasonal and local is important. That's why it's important. Because if, if you're going for optimal quality, however, businesses need, need limes for a year-round bar program, like you can't, what are you going to do? Yeah. The harvest time is over summer. And Arizona summers are so brutal that in order to get adequate amount of limes, I mean, we're the second biggest biggest producer of citrus in the whole country oh fuck I didn't yeah know really after california yeah really? you yeah you, we had a, a peak of like two hundred fifty thousand acres of citrus in arizona is it the same regular citrus you're going to get anywhere because i know that there yeah. are there are desert citrus but i thought there was uh, like much 
different. So no, it's a, we're standard. in the same we're in the same um, like a very very similar latitude that uh, Italy's in. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, altitude's different, so we're a little hotter. But the um, uh, the soils what like what most citrus in Arizona is grown in, in at least the valley, uh, Phoenix, and supposed Yuma's a little more sandy, so they have a different rootstock. We use sour orange rootstock. So some people were like, I have this orange tree in my house, and it's fucking terrible. I'm like, no, it's a Seville orange. It's a, the original <laughs> orange. That's like the original one that they used to fucking use in the medieval times. Like. It's super aromatic. It's bitter and sour. Yeah, it's not great. Use it like limes, basically. Yeah. Like citrus. Like yeah, a, add a little like sugar to it. Yeah. Make a lemonade out of it. It's fucking bomb. Isn't that the whole... It goes back to the whole like visual appeal of something, right? Yeah. Like, it's like in, in, in drink making, right? You kind of... You, you eat food. You eat with your eyes before. Yep. And in fact, here you're just so conditioned to like that perfectly green lime. And it's, it's, it's perfectly round. And yep. it's like... Yeah. Fuck, man. Our lemons in Jamaica, they look like they have been thrown in a fat of acid because they're, they're bumpy and they're, bumpy. yeah those yeah. are natural mutations that happen uh like the buddha's hand yeah. like some lemons will have you seen buddha's hand before it's no, like, no it no. literally looks like this rot like cramped little hand I'll, I'll look it up, up. I'll it's pull fucking it up and show you right now it's crazy so what that that's i have this like history of citrus book which is phenomenal it's like um there's like a type of mite that eats the blossom and that causes a mutation for the blossom to kind of get and create like buddha's hands its own cultivar that naturally does that based of hybridization but like uh, certain lemons will will grow two lemons out of one blossom, and they'll be all like morphed and like weird looking and bumpy. Uh, I gotta find that book, man. That sounds awesome. Oh yeah, I'll sh- it's called. Look the- at that! Look at that! <clears throat> They're one of the most aromatic things you can leave on your counter. And you the, the whole Buddhist house hand? smells. The Buddha Buddhist hand, yeah. Dude, it yeah. looks like something out of a nightmare. I mean, it tastes. It tastes <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna sleep tonight. It tastes like shit, but to use that in, you know, you want its skin. It's just Obviously. basically. It's mostly. It's just basically pith and peel. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, citrus originates in Southeast Asia. So all that has traveled uh, with the spice trade with with spices. So like clove and orange and nutmeg and orange and cinnamon, they all have gone so well together for like 700 years because they all share a constituent aromatic compounds. And so like that whole, I'm super into like the volatility of stuff. And like, I want to be able to smell a wine or smell a rum. And like, I know I'm smelling... I'm smelling these these five six compounds. I know that like that stuff yeah. that stuff ter- turns me on, you know. Um, and so those volatize. So like the the first things you smell are the ones that have like low volatility, like a high volatility rate. Like the aromatic, the esters that are more volatile, you'll smell first. And then the the other ones after those kind of like hit air and turn into and vaporize. Basically, you smell and you can get different smells. And that's yeah. what like the oxygen helps do is like you know over the course of time when you let this air out it tastes different and that's that shit fascinates me especially because like there's this layer of air in the bottle you know and just because it's like 63 percent alcohol doesn't mean it doesn't subject to the same yeah. shit wine is yeah so there's evaporation there's yeah. oxidation Angel there's share. Other, yeah. you know there's a there's yeah. a, a rum guy you know one of the bloggers no, he's not really a blogger just a rum enthusiast and he likes to test uh rum for added sugars by he'll just leave out you know, a glass of rum overnight. And then when you come, come back and check in the morning and most of, like you said, the evaporation happens and you know, those sugars are, are, are there. Yeah. You know, you can tell that mm-hmm. you can tell much more with much more clarity the wow. next day. That, yeah. Know, there's a lot of sugar in it. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, guess, guess that would work. Think if you ever pour ever clear in your hands, just it's gone. Literally in two seconds, rub your hands together and it's, yeah. it's just off. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about the volatility, if you will, with alcohol, one of the things like I soapbox out there to the world especially when you're dealing with um, the non-professional liquor and bar industry um, um, audience is is this whole um, misnomer of this 
this alcohol is supposed to be um, smooth and tasteless and you know absent of oh, flavor vodka or whatever it be and 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 you know you know one of the things I started doing with people out there for the industry is like you know when have you taste food that you said is really good that does not taste like anything when you have a salsa that tastes like tomato sauce and and you're well, like yeah you know but like yet yeah, why is it no it alcohol is it's gonna move you yeah. It's going to, you're going to experience things. You're going to feel things. You're going to experience emotion. You're going to go. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have an impact. It's going to touch you. And if it doesn't, and you just slide it back down your palate and bypass every receptor and olfactory sense you have in your body and try to escape from whatever misery you're existing on this planet, then you shouldn't be drinking, dude. Like, yeah, well, uh, don't fucking drink. What's that? What's that RTD? A lot cheaper ways what's, to uh, get yourself, you know, <laughs> get yourself high. What's yeah. that RTD that's popular now? What do you call it? Like blue, uh, blue nail or something? Like that? I don't know. There's the what? Uh, there's the RTD. No, there's claw. RTD. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Uh, oh, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to drink white claw. White claw. Yeah, there like it's just terrible. Like, I've never had a white claw, honestly. Remember that? Did you try that soda water we had earlier? That's the one. White, that's one. Yeah, that's one Imagine that with like very bad vodka in it. Well, I, I, I can. Yes, I can. Put the pieces together. <laughs> assuming, but like, you tried I, it. I've never fucking had it though. <laughs> you tried it. I know. It, that's a funny thing. It's because like you can just you can. But I've you I can friends at the bar and be like, no, it's good. I'm like, okay. Soda and so is Mike's hard lemonade. Mike's hard lemonade does taste good. It's fucking tasty. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll admit it. Smirnoff Ice does taste good. You can't say it tastes bad. It's not good. But oh, it, it does not. It tastes fucking delicious. <laughs> When's the last time we got iced? Uh, a few weeks ago, we got in trouble at Undertow. We can't do it anymore. Oh. <laughs> we did it too much. Sorry, got, I'm sorry, Libby, for bringing it up. It so got out of hand. I got iced one time, and I was like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to do it. And they are like, you have to. I'm like, no, I don't. You have to. <laughs> it's like, like, no, no I, I don't. don't. You have I did to. not. No, Can I, I tell you a funny story about H.E. buckling under peer pressure? Oh, shit. Uh, one, of, one of our friends who shall remain nameless, oh, um, no. we had, and I'm sorry that I, I apologize that I even have to admit this, but we had shots of Irish car bombs. Mm. It was a half. No, dude, it was two. We did two shots of them. Oh, it was no. <laughs> so yeah, don't let Ig tell you he doesn't buckle under peer pressure. I didn't say I didn't. I said I didn't let myself get iced. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get iced. I, I'd rather get iced right now than have to do another Irish car bomb. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't do it out of principle. Either of somebody to tell me I'm going to drink some big billion dollar conglomerates masturbatory bullshit fucking alcohol <laughs> if, you wanna, them if, if you want to like ice me with stuff to do something that has ethics behind it there i said it <laughs> wow that which one is this one that you just poured for us oh that's the az amaro there's like i think 16 things in there there's um that is i i really like that one yeah yeah sweet that's i'm gonna try that's one of the things i'm gonna try i'm actually creating more of Fuck, yeah there's bergamot mint, Arizona tangelo. Uh, so bergamot mint's a, a, a species of, of mint that contains two of the main essential oils that yeah, are in bergamot. bergamot yeah. yeah. Uh, there's uh, sage, whorehound, gentian. What's clove. whorehound? Whorehound's a like a, this is an herb. It's a, it's the like closest a, maybe a slutty to dog. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, that's what close, it tastes like. Okay, I know to, what you mean. Close to like, I think it's in, oh, fuck, it might be in the mint family. I don't think it's in the mint family. Okay. Uh, it's just like a just like a leafy herb. It okay. smells like bubble gum, but it's really really bitter. It's used medicinally, so I popped a little bit of that in there, and sycamore leaves. So this kind of, it just tastes like Arizona. Walking around in like the central like the high desert like, you know, cottonwood, Camp Verde like 
This is what it fucking smells like in there. I did Camp Verde for the first time on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you do? Hiked. Hiked yeah. up there the whole day and um, jumped off the cliffs, went, went to the river. So where do you live? L.A. Okay. Marina Del Rey, west side. Okay. Awesome. Close to the beach. Is that where you guys' like, main office is? No, it's in Seattle. Oh, shit. That's where my wife and I live. Okay. Gotta be. Gotta be close to the beach. Yeah? Us, yeah. Damn. I mean, there's beaches in Seattle. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I'm saying that here in Arizona, but I, it's, well, that's okay. it's, it's such a such I mean, a healing, cleaning energy for us. Okay. It's, it's like, it's just, you know, you smell it, you get in it, it you feel it. It's just, it's an instant reset. I have we that have, too. We have a, um, we have a, uh, my wife bought a, a painting in her house and it says salt water cures all hmm. ocean, sweat, tears. That's deep. It's really not. I like it. I like it. The ocean is deep. Yeah. Uh, his, his quotes. <laughs> can can we yeah. talk about whorehound again? Yeah. The whole, your did whorehounds. You, did you know that uh, <laughs> Ernest Hemingway quoted that in uh, in uh, 1929? Really? He said, "Don't worry about me. I don't drink and I don't run around. I'm no boozer and whorehound. I know what's good for me. Huh. It's somebody who has who often has sex with prostitutes by." Yeah, it's, it's vulgar. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that probably was used in a different context than yeah. the herb. H-O-R-E. Oh, it's H-O-R-E. Whorehound. Is yeah. that the only spelling of whore you know? Well, well no, they, they make candy out of it and stuff. Yeah, they you can like... buy a pound of whorehound. <laughs> yeah. For four ninety nine. Let me see. Let me, let me try to find yeah, it's up. some. Yeah, it's. It's up just, just outside of Vegas. Too. You can get all the candy of whorehound you want. It's mm-hmm. it's native to Europe, Northern Africa. It's mint family, Lamiaceae, yeah. right? There it is. Oh, right. Boom. Do you have any of it? That's not. No, uh, I don't no. have any. Yeah, it's it grows up. I mean, you can I'll, if if we were out the fucking where you hiked, you could look down yeah. and like, oh, that's whorehound. It's like kind of fuzzy little. Looks like fuzzy mint. You're like, oh, that looks like mint, and you smell it. It smells like, um, uh, salt like bubble gum. Two large tarantulas. I almost stepped on one. Ugh. I'm nightmare. Never seen a live tarantula in the wild in my life. Really? Yeah. That's intense. Two, I don't think two I have one day. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you had the candies? The whorehound candies? No. I've heard of them though. Apparently they're compared to menthol and root beer. Yeah. There's like a, like a bubble gummy root beer thing going on. Um, there's not much in this to like really kind of lend much flavor. Most of what I get is bergamot mint and sycamore leaves, but yeah. I like it though, man. It's really That's good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. It's really good. Mix it with some of the rum. You do that all by itself. Yeah, we could, yeah. Well, you might as well. Sorry. Might as well. Mm. Yeah, that's really nice. So, Ooh. you, uh, folk singing. You folk said, s- is that what you said? Folking? What, F- how, how did folk you? Folk singer? That's what you said you are, yeah. Or you said uh, you, the folks you're I'll, I'll name you my, like, five main influences. Because, okay. like, I went to school for jazz and music theory and oral perception and studio recording for a little bit. Like, I think three or four years. And then plant that's propagation you gardening. MCC. Okay. Like Chandler Gilbert in Arizona. Okay. And I also want to, like, I want to, I want to know, Zam, what your uh, happy place is. Like, his is, like, the healing place is the beach. Mine's, like, North Carolina, mountain, woods, green, mm. wet, humid, green. Um, what's your, I'll, I'll go on about the music, but what's your, like, happy place where what? you find most healing? Uh, when my kids are sleeping. <laughs> no, I'm just Doesn't matter where the fuck we are. Yeah, I fucking, no, I'm joking. I fucking love my family. I love my kids, but you know what? I I love the ocean. I I don't really swim much in the ocean, but I need to be near it. 
Okay. Because it's just to actually, I was, you know, semi trying to dig at you, but I, I agree with them. Being near the ocean, it just has, there's something just watching the waves crash and just being out there and hearing it and listening to it. It's Especially just, surrounded by it. Where, yeah. Where you, where yeah. You and you know, there's be. some beaches that we go to in Jamaica that are, <clears throat> you know, it's not like the beaches you have in Venice or sorry, Venice beach or Manhattan beach or any of those beaches in Cali. Like you go to some of these beaches and there's not a fucking soul there, you know, and you go there Perfect. and it's just, it's peace and it's calm. And you take your, you know, in Jamaica too, we talk a lot about the refreshing um, health properties of just taking a uh, jumping in the ocean. Yeah. You know, or even going in the rivers. Cause we have a lot of rivers in Jamaica, but there's, there's definitely that, healing yeah. qualities to it. Yeah. It's and, a reset. Um, yeah, dude. It's like it a is. computer reset. I just, and if you ever, I mean, you've talked, you've talked to Steph, you never met her in person, but sometimes she just has to go surfing. Like, even if it's just to get out there and paddle around, like there's no waves. Yeah. Like sometimes she has to hit that reset and just go on the ocean. Damn. And it's just like, she'll catch some waves sometimes. But I mean, if, even if there's no waves out there, she's just paddling around. Yeah. Cause it's that being out there, the ocean and being, that's why we like each other. Cause neither of us can really surf and our wives are fucking killer surfers. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. My funny. wife's a great surfer too. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cool, man. I I definitely want to go to Jamaica. I really want to try and make that happen next year. Come, bro. Could I like help fucking work at the try fucking? That. I work at the uh, distillery for free. Learn some shit. Yeah, come that down. thing. Okay. Bring the podcast down there. Bring a big suit together. You can make it tomorrow with this as the base. Yeah, dude. Play off all the esters. I just mixed uh, the overproof with some of the tomorrow. Very unscientifically, no jigger. That's <laughs> frowned upon, but uh, we don't have one out here. Yeah. I don't need one out here. What are your specs on this? Uh, it's it's like cooking, right? You just do it with like a love, just a little <laughs> bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit three parts sour. Yeah. Do you do any? Because I know uh, um, up in a Chihuahua with their sotol, they do a lot of meat marination with the sotol. My roommate's got a fucking BB gun going after birds. <laughs> America, America. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, where am I? They stole our goddamn if, figs. If, yeah. if you were to say that in uh, Southern California, that would be like... Oh, yeah, that, get, that would be like... Get a, shut down. A violent, yeah. Narrative. Fuck you, Southern California, little <laughs> prissy bitch. <laughs> fuck you. God, you eat chicken, you... Fu- oh, fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I love anyway, I'm fine. It's funny fine. every time I fly because uh, I travel, I go to different states. I kind of have yeah. to mentally prepare myself for what is you know cool to talk about and not cool to talk oh, about. Shit. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you know you think about it, like I go from like you know even like driving around Texas, like Austin is so different than Dallas, so different than Houston, so shit, different than yeah. the places we're stopping on the side of the road and on and, on the interstate. And it's like I kind of got to remind myself where I'm at, you know, because I can make a couple of jokes about. I love talking politics with people though. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You do? Oh, You're one of those it. guys? I love that shit. I love it. I like talking with people I disagree with. Yeah, I have yeah. to. It's important. Yeah, and honestly, to all of... Still all be of, friends afterwards? I mean, I, mean, I have... I'm, I'm, you know, mostly liberal slanted in, in all of my beliefs. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm liberal. I'm, you know, Democrat, the whole thing. But, like, I'm, there are some things in the party that I would disagree with. But the mm-hmm. biggest thing about all my liberal friend contingencies out there is their violently opposite just just their the, the opposing um beliefs that they have and the unwillingness to be able to have the conversation and the no it's fuck closed. you uh, the, yeah it's the fuck you i'm right you're wrong silence 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 yeah. silence silence oh you're fuck you, oh you're an idiot oh you're racist oh you're this oh you're this and i'm like we just like you're fashioning Stop. yourself as supposed to be this nuanced, intelligent person who's yeah. like forward thinking and you are doing the exact thing that you're fearful of the other side doing. And all, yeah, the, the reason that they're believing this is because <clears throat> they're, 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 um, they, they're a Christian belief system. 
So do you, that do has nothing to do with racism. Think, yeah. But like, do, that's do a religious think, belief though? system. Is that any different than any other re- religious belief system that you agree to and or not? You know, like yeah. if you have, you're going to either have equality through your thought process or not. But like you can't, you don't get to choose. I, but do you think you of, can change their mind? Um, no. I can't so for me, isn't that a fucking waste of time? No, like if if you can't change someone's mind to have a no, conversation, no, 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 not to have the conversation, but I mean, at a certain point, but, but, okay, you know, so like the, the reason, you know, you heard, you hear the same repetitive story or the reasoning behind it, mm. and for me, it's like if I can't, if I'm just listening to you spout the same story and the conversation, and from both sides, this could be from a liberal or, or a Republican or progressive or conservative, whatever it is, it's like, you know, I'm I'm for having the conversation to understanding and to learning. And to try to, to grow and hope that the other person I'm talking with wants to grow and learn as well. But mm-hmm. if you're talking to someone that, for me, this is just my personal belief, not progressive, Democrat, ever. If I'm talking to someone and it's, you know, you get to a certain point where it's like, this conversation is just like, it's making me inf- angry or I'm getting upset or it's, it's raising, it's making me f- hit a, a, a level. It's like, why am I going to continue the conversation? Well, then that's when you got to go. If you get upset. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a, obviously a line. Up, I don't get upset if somebody's getting upset. No, there's, there's conversation. And that, that's why I still yeah, think. Because I, I don't, there's I don't, conversation, get, but I don't get triggered point, by any it's of like, it. Just, like, it's a waste of time trying to yeah. talk to you. Like, why? I just like to well, accurately dis- display my point and tell why I think the way I think. And also kind of like, you know, I'm, very, I'm a huge fan of being reasonable. And I don't yeah. think being hyper-progressive is reasonable. Or hyper-fucking-conservative. Conservative. Yeah. And either way, the, like, these, two, these two games that you can play, you can only be one side. Like, no, I'm fucking a left-leaning libertarian is kind of how I identify. Yeah, yeah. You know? that, that, that's about where I am, too. I think, yeah. yeah. That's why my personal belief is, like, the two-party system doesn't, isn't able to accurately oh, like no. you can't pick a side like you may be very i don't know what they say what's their catchphrase fiscally conservative right yeah yeah so that's why you typically have, have considered yourself conservative yeah. yeah but then there's all the the other side of it that i think anyone like, should have the ability to be whatever gender they want to be whatever they want they can get married to whoever they want do whatever drug they want legally and not get fucking put in jail for it and i also think we should have a flat tax rate Bam! I bu- you know, I buy that flight tax. Right, fifteen yeah. percent. No one so. avoids it. Don't have to do these bracket bullshit. Like you know how much how the, the, that kind of sums up my political thoughts. Yeah, I heard be. I heard an estimate right. in Jamaica that you know less than twenty percent of people actually pay the proper duties and customs importing. So when you are importing stuff the the right way, you're getting hit with you know fifty, sixty, seventy, a hundred percent duty on stuff because so many people are not paying duty. But if you had a flat tax rate. Right. If you and again, I'm not an economist. Econ- I can't even say the word. <laughs> you know, well, but, you said it, but you just yeah. yeah. No, yeah that, but you, but that, you know, that's like, why you know you threw your own Jamaican flair in. Yeah, yeah, but why don't you just tax, tax everybody economist, the same thing? Like right? if you tax every import, economist, ten percent or fifteen percent, fifteen percent of so, five hundred million dollars a month is a lot of fucking yeah, money. Yeah, but yes. then and then you make the penalty so steep. And and I credit one of my uncles because we had this conversation. You make the penalty for that so steep that you just you're better off just paying the ten percent. If you then yeah. get caught for, for breaking it, wouldn't more people pay? Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I just think it's that's that is that not reasonable? Why yeah. you got to make it so difficult? Like yeah. you know, and between zero, yeah. between yeah. like eight, what eighteen and forty two thousand dollars, you're at this rate. Between yeah. forty two thousand and this, so like the the money above forty two thousand, the value above that is taxed at that rate. But everything below that is like what the fuck? It's so like yeah. If you make over if you make over about one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, you're taxed at forty percent rate. Um, what about if you made like it's 30, a little 000? it's a little less than that. Yeah, I, I have like the spread out. Okay, I have the spreadsheets. It's okay, less. I was really concerned. No, once okay. you're over like 250, but the, but when you hit over, so everything you make under under 250, 249.99, that's all taxed at a different rate. 
anything over that. So those, so even if it's one dollar over, that's taxed at a different rate. So then, Weird. if you then, um, but if you have a corporation in America, and you own your own business, and you funnel everything through an S corp, then you drop back down below fifteen percent again. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have, make exactly the same amount of money. You have lower rates, yeah, and then you have like capital gains tax. You can kind of do investments with. Yeah, you can do all that. You can like it's the it's exact same amount of money, but instead of being a person, you're a corporation. Yeah. Take money out of politics. Just check that shit. Yep. Do you think that will... And, and I'm not American for the record. So... Yeah, I, we know. I, I, Is Jamaican its own completely completely independent? They, they're they not... Yeah, yeah. We're, we're our own. Yeah, we're it's, independent okay. it's, it's called a country. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I... I that's sorry, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm joking. That's what I thought. Hey, I just hey, wanted to make yeah, sure... Yeah. Hey, Puerto Rico is a country, right? Yeah. But it's not... No, it's a, it's a, um, it's a territory. American or a municipality territory. or something like that. One of, it's American territory. Yeah, there. Yeah. That's what I was concerned. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure Jamaica isn't, but no. I had no, some shred not, of doubt. Like Canada is a territory of England, I believe, something like no. that. So, but they, they, com- they're Commonwealth countries. Commonwealth, that's what it is. Yeah. Canada ja- is Jamaica's country. not though. Jamaica's a Commonwealth country. Of England? Yeah, we're all Commonwealth. So the, the oh, Queen. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. All right. But but our, we're independent in that. I need that our, old our bitch that can tell you what to do. Hey, you uh, leave the Queen, break. man. You leave the Queen alone. I'm joking. I don't know. She's, a bit, she's probably really nice. She's probably. But uh, so back, back to the question. Right you two, as Americans, do you think it, this the system, the quote unquote system, will ever change? Ours here? Yeah. Not without a lot of people every, dying. Every single system will ever change from the beginning of time to the end of time. It always yeah, will. Okay, whatever. But it, no, but, but do you think change. it will? But do you think it will yeah. change? It won't in change our modern in day it, life. It, not, oh yeah, of course. And if it does, I don't think it's going to be in the very very healthy way if it wanted to be radically it might take like 20 years for the older generations to die out the newer generations be like oh we realize that we're addicted to technology and our phones so let's learn how to separate it and kind of step back a little bit maybe and i'm gonna give you a different my perspective is a little bit different there, there's a great yeah all right what about just a, the taxes there's a great book out there it's called the fourth turning and what this guy does what this guy talks about is the anthropological history of the societal mindsets and all Okay. Um, and everything repeats in about a 20 to 25 year cycle. And there are four basic prototypical anthropological, like human uh, dynamic that exists, you know, from the, you know, we call it the baby boom to the hippie generation to the, um, the, 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 you know, the Reaganomics years and all that. And so you look yeah. at that and you can follow Chinese society, um, um, old, old Mesopotamia, American uh, Mesopotamia society, Greek society, Roman, anything like that. And they all follow these basic prototypes. We're right now in that stage with which revolution and war happens, which is a cleansing of the government. Mm-hmm. Haven't the book's we been called Fourth Turning since like 1918. What? Haven't we been in war for like in the? Yeah, but each one of those still goes through different. No, no war in and of itself is not the catalyst for the change. The change is the catalyst that triggers the war. Is that hmm. to your point? Saying is it going to happen in a in a good way. No, it never does. You never eliminate the people in power to strip them of that power to, they're not going you know, to give all, yeah, they're going to give it all away. No, it happens through revolution. It happens through war. And it Mitch happens McConnell, through here you go. some, now is it, is it going to be a gun in your face kind of war? There might be a, there might be a financial war. There might be a, be technology a other, too. other kind of war and things like that. And then that doesn't even get into like off planet beings that might potentially come down here and, and then restructure our I was just I was like, to Area fucking 51 What do you know? Yeah I don't know shit so, man, I was just asking about the tax The tax brackets well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to go that Aliens that yeah, dude yeah. See <laughs> Talk about taxes It always goes to aliens yeah. <laughs> Taxes equal aliens That's the rate That's the formula that's just, that's the just listen to that's Just right. listen to Taxes equals alien squared Just listen to Trump It's always about the Fucking aliens Dude <laughs> Yeah dude yeah. Huge I, I'm, Yeah 
Yeah, you got the, <laughs> you got the joke, right? Yeah, I did. Illegal, okay, I, yeah. I got it. Yeah, it was really He'll funny. He'll be here all, all week, right. folks. He'll be here all week. <laughs> Drink El Hogorio Mezcal. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, the El Hogorio Coyote. <laughs> my nips hard. Get my nips hard. Okay, so this last one, uh, uh, this is my favorite thing I've ever made. Cheers. It's Cheers. Herbal, herbal liqueur. It's like 45%, so it's a little hot, so you might want to sip it first. Do whatever you want, really, but 23 different herbs. Okay, that's really good. Mm. That's really good. Is there time in there? No. No? <laughs> I was trying to emulate the sound of the joy that I was experiencing. <laughs> you did a really fucking good job. I'm going to put a filter on that part. Yeah. Auto-tune it. And then put a little fucking fat. Yeah. And my name is Joy, Joy. Um, I, I should have prepped that before I did it. That's okay. Um, yeah, I, the first time I made this, I mean, this kind of tastes like it, but the first time I made it, literally, I actually, I actually made chartreuse. I was like, uh oh, that tastes exactly the same. Not uh oh in a good way. I'm like, holy shit, how did I fucking make something that tastes like chartreuse on accident? The monks are gonna come and get you. Come at me, fucking monks! Get the fuck out here. Bring bring me some herbs with it. And then Dude, you ever watch Doctor fuck. Strange? You ever watch Marvel? You know how those monks gonna feed it. Oh yeah. Well, I might be like that. I might have to get hit by a car, so I can get in in with them. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange is bomb. Oh yeah, well, is he is he one of the most powerful characters in the MCU? Um, yeah, uh, Legion. Legion is. Yeah. Have you watched Legion? No, I haven't seen it. He, do you know who he is? Nah. He... He's Professor X's son. He. So Legion. The reason why it's called Legion is because he has all these different personalities. He's coming out, isn't it? Soon here. It it just they just stopped the show. They just had the final release. They might do a movie. What? But he, it's well, the show is trippy as fuck. Like it's hard to follow, but in a good way. Yeah. So he's basically like. Oh, I didn't see it then. On what? Legion on FX. It's on the Hulu. If you have Hulu. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Really fucking good. Um, really just was weird because he's like, you know, his Professor X's son. Professor X kind of abandoned him, whatever, and he kind of. Um, Who's a mom? I don't. Some random woman. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got like all these different personalities, and each one of them has different powers, but none of them know which reality he's in. So he's always lost. He's always like shifting through him and like sometimes it gets to the point where he like kills everything in the universe or Fuck. crazy shit yeah so he's like boom yeah crazy so maybe instead of most powerful what would you be what would you want which power would you want that's a good question Ooh. what's your yeah you guys we all oh, got it we all got to answer you're it you're talking like you're talking across the board like sorry you're talking like across yeah, the board yeah, like yeah, X-Men yeah you can DC Avengers you can DC, DC Marvel this yeah people DC who DCs no but I'm saying you can no one on this no one podcast. DCs. No one listen yeah. to this podcast. Uh, but I'd say two people. Just open again. I don't know. Fuck, that's a tough one, man. Because I would go Doctor Strange. You would? Yeah, I would. Okay. I'm Who gonna have you? I'm gonna have time space. The 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 only one that triggers me at some point is is so, actually. So would I be your Asian sidekick? Well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just went there, didn't you? No, you would be my um, Asian guru. Yeah. I would be the one who I, I would go to you, and you would teach me. I always liked Wolverine because Wolverine is just badass. He's badass as fuck. So you'd want regeneration and, and, and protruding bones. That's yeah. what you'd want. Yeah, I think yeah. the adamantium. Yeah, the the other one though is Professor X. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But that, I think that's that'd the be other just one. Like, I, like that'd be too much. I don't even like my own head, much less getting in yours. It, it, yeah. It's the wheelchair thing that like keeps me away from that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, but like, why couldn't he just make himself to... walk again? I don't know because because he, he severed his fucking. It's the yin, it's the yin and yang. You can yeah. never have complete control and power over all humans 
and not have they control wouldn't have over a, yourself. They what, have about, what about Jean Grey? Jean Grey was badass too. The, that actually was the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I I if would you will. I'd be I like uh, I like the idea of being able to control sand and turning my body into sand, but also being able to turn into glass at the same time. So I can reflect, ah. be really hard. I can have a bag of sand where I can just like manipulate sand and just throw sand at you, but it's like glass shards and just you know, or create a sand spear and just fight the fuck out of you. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I was I'm trying to say, but I don't know that superhero. I made it up. Okay, Sandman, it it's kind of like Sandman. 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 That's kind what of, I thought you were talking about. It's a little about. different because I'm incorporating glass too. Dude, that's bullshit. You don't get to make your own up. Oh, I thought we were just saying Fuck. super. I thought we were just saying whatever superpowers we want. I'd no, probably I'm be just, Wolverine I'm just though. Joking. Actually, you win. I'm be Wolverine. You make your own up. You consider Batman. <laughs> Z- Zan a superhero? and I are just like we're just copycats. We can just we can, we have no independent thought. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about Batman? No. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he was just a rich dude, right? The wealth would be nice, but no. Yeah, no. it'd be cool to be rich and. Like I feel like to be a superhero, you need some kind of like. That's the most tortured fucking powers. human on the planet. Right? What is it? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty badass at fighting, I guess. Yeah, but it's not. I just you know, want to. More just technology. I just want to think. I want to think shit and then it happens. That's what I want. They, how like how, you gotta be careful with that, you know? Because like you probably think, oh no, I know. Probably think some weird shit. Very weird. A bunch of tra- trans poodles walking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you're thinking it. Oh fuck. No, I was just wondering. Some army of them. Just I was just wondering. Hide your dogs. The, the, the tip, <laughs> the tip of the iceberg of that mind that you just opened up the door to with yourself is what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, I get deep. Yeah, I get weird, man. If you want. No, Black Panther is my boy, though. Black Panther. My pet is badass. Yeah. yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, it was, there's, there's a lot of badass superheroes. It's like it's the mind shit that like that's what like really so it grinds you. Yeah, grinds your gears. Yeah, yeah. it gets you going. It gets you yeah, up. that's what tickles my pickle. Mmm, <sighs> lacto fermented or what? Are we talking about Brian or <laughs> <laughs> what about? Uh, have you guys seen now that we're on top of movies the the trailer for uh, Clerks Two, Jane Silent Bob, the next. Sequel that's coming out? Another Kirk? Clerks? Yeah, dude. No, you gotta, you gotta watch that shit, bro. You gotta watch that. I haven't seen that movie since I was like 15 you gotta watch or 16. A, you gotta watch the YouTube, uh, on YouTube, the preview for the next one's coming out. It's funny as shit. Okay. Because that's, what's the guy who's, who, what's the, who's the guy's name that Kev, made that? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, yeah. yeah. You guys ever see, uh, what the fuck, Tusk? No. It's like yeah. his, his horror film. Where he turns uh, oh my God. Justin um, Long into a walrus. Yeah. So fucked, <laughs> fucked up. up. I really loved that. He was watching. I was like, I was so disturbed when I, I couldn't look away though. I was, he was just screaming and he's like a walrus man. Like, you guys want to see some of the best entertainment on the planet is uh, Google Kevin Smith's um, um, uh, uh, audience speaking. And he'll talk about his movies. He'll talk about, uh, you know, how he did um, uh, Dogma, right? Yeah. Dogma. You know that movie? Well, I haven't seen it. So, so, you know, he protested his own movie. Really? He heard, here he heard there was a big protest going on, and he's like, he dressed up and like made a like a the side of the whole thing. He's like, was friends like, let's go play pro. You but you gotta listen. Like, he was almost going to be the director on uh, one of the superhero movies. Might have been a, uh, I don't know, might have been either the Batman or or Superman or one, like one of those. You know, I can't remember which one it was, but you know. So they interviewed him, and he had all these ideas. And they just like made it, like really fucking stupid and all. And he did, but like you gotta listen to him talk to audiences. It like, is some of the most entertaining and engaging and brilliant. I found one where he's just speak, yeah. speaking like a speech, a motivational yeah. speech. Yeah, but the, like the, the guy is absolutely amazing. As much respect for you have in terms of movies, you got to watch that. Like, that's that's his, he's part. absolutely Burn in Hell Q&A motivational speech yeah, is what I found. Go down that rabbit hole. Rabbit hole, that it. shit. It was like, yeah, it'll change um, your life. I heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast. And oh, have, yeah? you, have you ever heard of the potato diet? Yes. We lose like a fuck ton of weight. He did the potato diet, bro. 
You it's eat, like you, you literally eat. just you eat like nine pounds of potatoes like a day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's and supposed straight, to be like really good for your system. Is it a loaded baked potato? Because yeah, I could just, do that. It's shit. just yeah. yeah. You boil. You have to boil cream. the potatoes the day before, so they're oh. cold because you have to eat them cold. Yeah, like, because you know. the way the way like the fucking structures of the starches are when yeah. you heat them up and you cool them down, they reform. Yeah. It's just a different like structure. See, I, I ain't talking shit. Yeah. So it's a real thing. I remember that. Hearing about that. That's fucking weird. I tried to do it, but the price of Irish <laughs> potatoes at a market was too high. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> the taste is too awful. Do you know where potatoes are originate? I where? was going to say Ireland, but Peru, since maybe. Since Peru. Peru. Really? Yep. They're in the nightshade family. Solanaceae. They're the same family as uh, yeah, tomato, sure, yeah, yeah. tomato yeah, yeah. and um, all, all sorts Egg, of eggplants shit. Eggplants. Yeah, eggplants, bell pepper. Yeah. Well, not bell pepper. That's a different one. But they're, the bell pepper is from... Peppers are from Peru as well. Mm. Same with uh, corns from South. South uh, tomatoes are so Italy never. They got tomatoes after uh, colonization. Yeah. And same with like Mexican and and Asian food. They are they share similarities. Like cilantro and coriander comes from Southeast Asia. Yeah, and that shit. It's just uh, crazy how like colonization, yeah. like colonialization, coloni- colonialization. Yeah. God. Sounded weird. Uh, we're we're having that conversation earlier, and it's always like you know your right. history is based on which books you read, right? Like who? Yeah, history is written by by the winners, by the well, victors. Well, you know what what I'm it, one mm-hmm. of the things you were talking about before, actually bringing it way for a circle, a, a full around circle here, is um, um, you were talking about uh, the difference between uh, the different um, uh, the, the Spanish rum, English rum, and the islands in the Caribbean, and what, one of the things that, you know, like rum in America was all that people drank until probably like the, the early-ish 1900s, something like that. I mean, it's like we think of America as what's the national drink of America or American beverages, bourbon. That's what people say. No, it was rum. It was always rum. And one of the things, though, that was really interesting... Like the majority of what they drank was... Was... It wasn't was sugar. It was it. Yeah. Well, yeah. the amount I mean, of distillers like, in, like in America. America, if you will, from the current version of what it is right now, or the Americas, was built on rum. It, it wasn't. And you look at the historical impact of it and what it had to do with colonization and the maritime industries and all that. So... In respect to what we were talking about before, um, because you've got the legalities of Jamaican rum or the GIs that are now being, we don't have that in a lot of the Spanish countries. You have it very heavily in the French countries right now. How much, I'm asking you this, Anne, how much of that um, um, colonialization and and the, the, the maritime communities and what they, how they used rum plays into the fact that we have all this like kind of like in, like like you said like rum is like the anything spirit you know you can do whatever the fuck you want to and it can be rum hmm. versus the GIs whereas you know whiskeys all have GIs all of them in some way shape or form yeah what you know what are, what are your thoughts on that as far as um I I'm actually I'm not too sure what your exact question was yeah I realized, no, I realized that as cheeky, I was saying but it. I'm just no I realized I was saying it because rum was not ever built as its own category rum was built by a bunch of you know sailors that were traveling it around and making it in different areas and so there were no regulations no it wasn't it it wasn't the sailors making the rum but each island was making its rums when i I say built when i say built i mean i mean gross when i say built i mean it like dispersed it grew yeah distributed yeah but it, it was sold as a commodity right so it wasn't that the sailors are randomly finding a barrel of rum. They had to no, deal no, with yeah, a, they I, had to deal I, with I a byproduct of making yeah. sugar. Yeah, um, right. And figure well, when you look at okay, stuff. each island, yeah, developed their own style of rum. Jamaican 
producers in the early 1900s were very close to Cuban producers. There was a lot of sharing of information, same with Haiti. But I think a lot of what, when we talk about like British rum, like because London had a big part, obviously England had a big part of rum getting into the other European countries from all the colonies that the British had and the protection and the trade protection that they had. And, you know, the Navy rum, there's a lot of history being dug up right now where people are trying to kind of figure out what, you know, the original Navy rums were. Was it Mm. Barbados rum? Was it Guyanese rum? Was it the blend of Barbados, Guyanese and Jamaican? And there's a lot of people who are digging into that history Mm. now, but Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, the, the founding of America was so much, had so much underpinning of what the British were doing with taxing molasses and rum and sugar going into America. Sugar was money, baby. Yeah, yeah. And they were trying to, what they're trying to do is only to make sure that it was only uh, sugar and molasses coming from the British colonies getting into the States. So they were trying to really restrict, you know, and, and block the French and, and the Spanish producing countries. So, uh, you yeah. know, the molasses act of 1733 then came in, the sugar act again came in 1764 where they, they increased. That? I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. So the molasses act was the original where they started uh, penalizing people for importing, not penalizing, but putting taxes and duties for importing um, from non-British colonies into America. And then 1764, you had the Sugar Act, mm. which was essentially building on the Molasses Act, but incre- increasing um, what they did. They made, they increased the enforcement of it, I should say. Okay. So it also allowed a lot of, you know, black market molasses and sugar trade to go on. But a lot of that, and again, I'm not a historian, so I may be misquoting, but a lot of that led to a lot of the reasons why you talked about, you know, in American history, you know, representation without taxation or whatever, whatever your, the catchphrase were, but a lot of that had to do with the British imposing all these taxes and duties on the American colonies. Oh yeah. And well, I mean, yeah, for all their like commodities. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Which is why, so there's the, you know, rum and sugar and molasses has such a, the new world history is so built on that. Yeah. And one of my favorite books is from Wayne Curtis and a bottle of rum. Have you yeah, ever, I have you read, read that, that one. Yeah. Have you read uh, that one? Dude, you got to pick it up. Cause yeah. he, um, does it. I was thinking a, about a new rum book recently. So he's a, fanta- a bottle of rum. Yeah. He's a fantastic writer. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, it's a great room. Even if you're not in the industry. Yeah, yeah, because it, it a, outlines, uh, you know, the history in, in a very easy, easily digestible way, but how it... The history in the Amer- of the Americas in the way that it relates to rum, yeah, if you will. It's really Wayne, cool. Wayne it's Curtis. Really, yeah, fantastic author. Add it to Kurt. Yeah. Um, and then when you talk, last, my last point, um, what's, do you know what our, our national dish is in Jamaica? Jerk chicken? Yeah, no, no, that would be it, fuck. Yeah. Or plantain? no. no. I heard about it. It's it's ackee and sawfish. So it's it's ackee is a fruit that came originally from Nigeria, I believe, but came from Africa. So not Asahi. Oh, I I heard. I was watching fucking. Okay, I was watching a documentary. What uh, what those food shows? Yeah, ackee is a fruit that grows on a tree. How do you spell it? Do you know? A C K E E. And when it grows, when it's ripe, the pods open. So you can't eat it before the pods open or it's poisonous. Wow. Yeah, but you cook it down and it, it has the texture when you cook it of like, it looks like scrambled eggs. And it intrinsically doesn't really have any flavor. It's a very creamy uh, fruit. But when you cook it with, you know, peppers and onions and scallion and tomatoes and, and saltfish, which is the most common. Oh, same it, family as lychee and longan. Okay. Yeah. And ackee. So ackee is really, ackee and saltfish is a national dish of Jamaica. But where do we get our saltfish from? Salt, you don't get codfish from. Jamaica codfish don't swim in 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 the in outside of the shores of Jamaica. Does saltfish have to be cod, or is it? Just well, that's salt majority of fish? it's salt. 
it's typically codfish that we okay. get that's salted. But where did that trade start? Yeah, it's a cold water fish. It started with um, trade to Newfoundland, to Canada. Oh. So, the, you know, it, if you go to Canada now, you'll get what they call Newfie Screech, which is Newfoundland rum. But it's, it's really Jamaican rum that's bottled as Newfie Screech. Oh, shit. Because the rum used to go up and they used to send the salt fish down. Damn. To, to Jamaica. So really? our, our national dish of Jamaica, one of the ingredients is not of the island. Isn't that fucked up? Wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So the fruit, yeah, look at that. That at does. It? Look at this like fucking. And I, I love ackee. Don't get me wrong. I love ackee. Like I, I eat. I we have an ackee tree at the house. Uh, never had ackee. You have ackee tree? Yeah. I heard the flowers smell good. That's what it says on here. Yeah, we have two. We have two ackee trees. Fuck yeah, man. Okay. Thank that, you, Grandma. That's a natural. That's a naturally occurring plant there. Or no, Nigeria is what you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's now. I mean, in common day, it's so tropical West popular. Africa. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Same family as lychee and longan. Cool. Uh, see, I didn't even know that it was the same family. Fucking Wikipedia, baby. But I mean, family is like is a big. Yeah, yeah. Genus is more specific, but family is like, you know, like cinnamon and bay leaf are in the same family. Yeah. You know, and guava. Heard, heard. Um, no. Bay leaf and cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah. Bay leaf, cinnamon, and Aren't guava. Mertesi. Yeah. Let me fucking let me let me fact check that. I it's hard to remember. While you're fact checking that, on a side note, I am I feel sorry for whoever's wearing these headphones after me because I'm sweating. No, uh, no, you're good. I I'll I'll clean I clean them off. Um, sorry, no, not cinnamon, cinnamons and bay leaf. So myrtaceae myrtles are like uh, bay rum tree, clove, guava, allspice, eucalyptus. Um, cinnamon is. I wanted to tell you guys or at you probably know, but I mean I don't know if you know. Do you guys know how um. Cinnamon. One second, I gotta find. Cinnamon comes from Loraceae, Laurel family. Yeah, okay. There we go. Bay leaf, bay laurel. Um, what do you say? Is I'm gonna buy one of those big genus like plant trees? That's a whole fucking map on the side of my house. I want. I want that. Just I mean, that's what my I tattoos just, would be. Dude, you gotta get that's a whole back tattoo. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I want a back tattoo. Yeah, you're gonna be really fat though. For yeah, it to all fit. It'll be huge. It'll be huge. huge. The biggest tattoo ever. Huge. Okay, real quick, I want to tell you guys a story, but I need to know what, where your time's at. You got gotta be done at. Yeah, what? we got like we got like 15 minutes. Yeah, be done seven. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. perfect. No, no worries. We can wrap it up. I've been I've been keeping my eye on the time. Just want to make sure. No, this is fun though. Man. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> which, which for everybody that's listening, this Coffee. is pretty much would be our normal conversation, but we're just recording it. Yeah, no, right. That's what I love. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I love doing. I just love hanging out with cool people and okay. You did a great job deflecting about not answering the question that I asked you before about your singing. Oh, I, I, I have every intention of answering it. I want to tell a quick story about the rum stuff. Uh, do you okay, guys? Go. Do you guys cool question, this bro. Is, this but is I'm, I'm gonna finish my story. I promise you, I'll tell you. I promise. I know, he's good at me. <laughs> That's a good deflector. It's his I, podcast, man. Oh, I, I don't want to not talk about it. I, I want to promote it. I have a show coming up. I want to fucking promote the shit out of it. I just, I love, I love it when you uh, listen to these podcasters, the guys who have them, and like you know, some people are great at it. But like, don't stop fucking asking me the question. I'm interviewing you, bitch. <laughs> and they'll just say that. Oh, this is a combo between all of us. I, I had, a, I try to have a few questions for everyone, and then just kind of let the conversation go. And like, I don't want to. Insert my overall control, and it's kind of boring at that point. But I'm drink your rum, sir. I know you are. You're joking. Thank you guys so much for bringing rum to this fucking worthy park. Uh, Twelve years, fucking phenomenal. Um, all right, do you know the, does not suck at all? Do you know the history of Agricole rum? Why it's a thing? Are you asking? Or are yeah, are you, you guys, asking? You gonna tell us? You guys know? I mean, I'll tell you if you. If well, you I'm the least. Has a, I'm the dumbest person in the room, to, so I'm not answering. Um, a couple of reasons, right? Isn't it the 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 ability to produce beet sugar a lot cheaper in Europe, but then yeah. also the uh, 
that that volcano that they had in in Martinique wasn't there a big huge volcano there? Oh, there was. I don't know about that. Am I just making shit up? But yeah, the te- the beet sugar, beet sugar fucked a lot of shit up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when the the Brit- a lot of the British colonies sugar. Uh, decline was because of the beet sugar. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to segue this really quick because an important beet sugar answer to this is you can't grow sugar cane in like cold tundra environments. No. And so um, during the Napoleonic Wars, uh, when he was trying to rape and pillage his way throughout the, you know, and the English and the French were fighting each other, um, the English, which held all the maritime uh, sugar um, import exports, was screwing the French during mm. during that time. And so yeah. Napoleon then went to his scientists and farmers and said, there's got to be another way we can do sugar instead of having to buy from the English. And they figured out that you can refine the beet as almost the same flavor profile as a sugar. It's almost identical. And it grows in a frozen environment. And so at that point, and this was the 1800s. Sugar beets they, are huge too. Right, exactly. They started doing it. And like you have most of, of Northern Europe is the entire sugar um, 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 crop and everything. Like when you go to Paris and you have your Cafe Noir with a little silk. I said that right. You know, your little water. Yeah, the water. Did you just get a little sugar? It's a beet sugar uh, uh, refined. Sugar. It's not. They do not use sugarcane. English yeah. use sugarcane. French use beet. Fifty-five percent of U.S. sugar is from beets. Yeah, and almost all of Northern Europe is. Damn. Outside of England. Yeah. And so it was. It was um, because of the wars that that's where it started. So go on. Sorry. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So in like eighteen eighteen eleven, France started the uh, sourcing majority of their fucking sugar from sugar beets and so rendered their production of sh- refining sugar kind of obsolete in Martinique so they're like well we don't have to fucking distill molasses why don't we just distill fresh cane juice and it developed its own unique style of of rum after that and like their their philosophy is like we 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 we, we press the juice while it's still in the ground while the roots are still in the ground wow like Nearly they didn't they uh, didn't have a market for the sugar. Yeah. So they're like, well we got let's just create a new style. So you didn't have to make them like wow. the sugar to create the molasses and distill that, so they just distilled the juice. That totally makes sense. Yeah. That's I mean you give them credit. They're, it's pretty ingenious. It is. You know, it's smart. I'm curious about uh, Cachaça's history too, Brazil. That's fucking crazy. Then you know there's over four in the twenty fifteen census, over forty thousand producers of Cachaça in Brazil. Yeah. It's, it's that's crazy. fucking unfathomable. It's num- number two by volume spirit on the planet. Is it really? Uh-huh. More behind, than Ginro? Uh, behind rum. Rum's one, uh, Cachaça's two. A volume? Uh-huh. I On thought, the planet. Really? really? Yeah. Are you... I'm gonna, By category, yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought it was... I always thought it was soju, Ginro. They make the most cases. Like well, 70 from one. I think we need a Google check on this. Ginro was the highest... Okay, this this might be a five-year-old... Well, I don't know, so because... Ginro beat specific brands, but there could be like f- like far more rum brands that add up to more cases than Ginro. But yeah. think about like Jack Daniel or I mean Jim Beam. I think did eleven nine or eleven million cases in that year in twenty fifteen, but Ginro did like seventy one million. Yeah, Seven, brands. Yeah, yeah, seventy one million cases of of their product. Uh, so that it could be just like that specific brand versus the overall category of spirit it could be rum i'm not entirely sure i thought there was i, w- I read that there's more cachaça produced in the world than rum combined and all of the rums combined that's what i've read so i don't know though who the hell knows who's right, right? we're a bunch of people drinking rum and googling shit so sugar right. makes the world go round. it's fucking weird dude i mean that's the thing at the end of the day why i try to tell people, bartenders to not be cocky is like it's we're dealing with fermented plant sugar yeah it's not that cool Plants. but it is but it's not 
And there's a reason they call it spirit. Yeah. Because it is of the ethers, and there is an, a very like elusive, um, um, ethereal and magical characteristic to it. And every time that you, how weird is that? What's that? I'm, I'm yeah, responding it, the, to you. The, like that. Like every time that you want to, like, I call it left brain, right brain. Every time you want to left brain this shit, you are just gonna pigeonhole it. You're gonna pigeonhole yourself, and you're gonna limit what ability and availability it has. To you, yeah, yeah, you know, it is well said. It is really plant medicine, mm-hmm. just like any other plant medicine. Yeah, too much of it can get hurt, too a little bit. That's right, and respect it, love it, honor it. Good know man, it. H-E, you're fucking awesome. Both of you guys are awesome. Do you know what? Do you know what Likewise, the number one yeah. selling spirit brand in the world was in 2017? What? Genro. Yep. That's <laughs> why this fuck is it. I know. That's why I'm just. I'm just 70, par- isn't it 71 million cases? 70, 75.9 million. Okay. Nine, I'm close. Point, I'm pretty close. 75.9 million. million said. Cases. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, can you just perspective wise, like how much? I think they make theirs from like rice and fucking sweet potato, right? Yeah, rice and sweet potato. Yeah. yeah. Rice or sweet potato. That is insane. Yeah. The next was a Thai beverage called Ruang Cow, a cane spirit. Thirty-one point seven five million cases. Thirty-one. Yeah, I love 31 when your accent again. comes through. Say thirty-one. Uh, yeah, I fucked it up. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. We love it. I sound, I sound Irish. You say it again. Say it. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. I can't do it. Thirty. Yeah. You know, there's a big, I'm, I'm a lot of the Irish. Um, I had a boss who was from Ireland, from Cork, and a lot of uh, the way the Irish talk with a lot of, I guess, the idiosyncrasies of of the slang is very similar to Jamaica. Hmm. Like, it, like even like like tree, like you know, like the way that the numbers are pronounced, like there's yeah. a, tree. a big similarity. Oh. Yeah. You you don't you know they say don't that, you know you don't they say that like um, um you study uh, accents and all uh, the old English like if you were to look at Elizabethan English um, sounds they say like people who who the hell they are sounds exactly like <laughs> they they say yeah it sounds exactly like Them. what we would identify as like a southern accent today. Oh wow! Really? That, that it's evolved like that, and I don't know how the hell they fucking said that. But that yeah. you see those cross um, accent. Yeah, I mean, because like, similarities. Well, maybe people who predominantly like settled Ireland also settled Jamaica. That those yeah. families at the time. Oh, some of the Irish were, were some of the original slaves. Oh really? Irish? Yeah. yeah. Fucking fuck! Can you believe that? Yeah. Three hundred years ago, just a small blip in time. Two hundred years ago. Yeah. Like I mean, still to this day, slave is still a fucking thing. But in, like in the Western world. I like, mean, hell, like I was talking about it, you know, with my partner, like it wasn't that long ago that segregation was still in the God, States. I mean, holy there's a lot of people that are still alive yeah. now that, that were yeah. part of that. There's so, a parts in like, my, my mom was born in South Alabama in oh Alabama. <clears throat> and when she was 11 years old, unbeknownst to me, she sat and watched Dr. King march through Selma. Wow. She watched him march down there. Yeah. I mean, my family's from Alabama and Georgia and. Damn, just necks. Ooh, I love the South. Yeah, I like the I North South. <laughs> I like. I do too. It's, it's. I mean, Eastern it's, Tennessee uh, and Western North Carolina. They're they're quite blue. Yeah, they quite blue. A few of the big conglomerates. Yeah, you said cities. that's where you go. Is your safe space? Is, uh, oh, dude, North Carolina. Yeah. Where? Yeah, Asheville. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the best. That's, that's West Side. Yeah. Yeah, I probably want to move. West Side. Listen to me. Part, <laughs> yeah, so LA. I probably want to move to Nashville. Okay, let me let me answer. With this. this is a good. Yeah, you know, this, the, the, the singing. music. My biggest influencers are Jeff Buckley, uh, Father John Misty. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of jazz is thrown in there. Coed and Cambry. I love like prog rock, um, and I love I love taking like traditional song structure and kind of fucking it up. Bathroom is right. There. Yeah. Uh, the lights on the outside. 
And door locks from the outside. I was joking. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. You're not going to yeah, get yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, I like taking per- traditional song structure and kind of fucking it up, you know, making the, the, the like, did you, did you learn music theory? Are you familiar with it? Uh, no, I mean, I, 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 yes, I took a semester. Did I learn it? No. <laughs> I don't know. You think about like, an, like, but I was, a yes, I was a professional musician. Yeah. For one, two, three, four, yeah, five, six, yeah. seven, eight. No, of course. Yeah. So yeah. the no, one I, chord, the two chord, the three chord, right? No, no. So yeah. yeah no, depending no. on what mode you're in, those, those qualities of chords change and stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll I play in modes a lot. I play in different modes I like to fuck up with like you know if I want to play the one chord which usually resolves to oh. you know you go to the four usually resolves to the five I'm going to make it to like a yeah. minor two with like yeah. a Instead nine dun 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 you're going dun 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 yeah you know that yeah. kind of stuff yeah I get it fucking yeah. with it so I, yeah. I for me I didn't start learning music until I was 18 and I had to do uh, I took music theory and piano right at the same time and they taught the wow. same thing and I just exploded bought a keyboard spent like I said, I go hard. I spent six hours a day, learned as much as I could, developed the skills, and then yeah, and like I got really, really good, really You're quick. Badass. You're fucking badass. Thanks, dude. You're an, you're an inspiration. Seriously. Thanks, man. I love that. Appreciate that. that, that. Cheers. Something. Oh yeah, there's, there's yeah. a little bit proof left. Yeah, was it? A, that's was really it, cool. Yeah. Um, really so, appreciate you doing this. This is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I really appreciate you guys having coming on last minute. I was like, yeah. well, you were telling me about your schedule. I was like, well, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing nothing Wednesday. I was like, well, I really want a day off. I really want to do nothing <laughs> at all. I'm like, I think I got to ask this guy to come on. And you said, yeah. Dude, no, I love okay. doing this stuff, man. It's so much yeah. fun for me. Like well, I said, there's nothing more attractive to me than the sound of my own voice. You sound good, dude. <laughs> and like, like, and like I told somebody, I, both I, of you I, sound I, good. I always told I, I had a face for radio, so <laughs> <laughs> that's my joke. Well, that, only, if really yeah. only if you don't, only if you don't wear glasses out in the sun, you, you're actually very handsome. But then you got this like, right, shit's tan line. Shit's getting awkward. Oh, you look great, dude. Both of you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Holy fuck. It was just a, yeah, a was blast great. of a conversation. Casey's Likewise. always a treat. Yeah, I had I him like on like my fifth or sixth episode. But Casey's good. Like, he's good people. Yeah. If, if Have you had him talk about his whole history? Oh, yeah. He came on and we talked about fucking makeup, makeup artists. artists and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just cool. I like we, talking about all that stuff. I love meeting all the colorful, colorful people in the industry who are just like kind of boring snobs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people who love, have taste in music and have... Yeah. Who like psychedelics or like other cultures? No weird facts about weird niche parts of you know because it's that, that's a cool thing about working as a bartender. Like I probably I see a, a change in my career to getting into more of the entertainment. Like I'm I'm still I'm, I book a quarterly show at a at a venue every year and I want to do uh, there's a cover band I want to do uh, it's L- LCD sound system cover band but LDS sound system so we dress up like Mormons on our mission and play. <laughs> LCD tunes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, like bike helmets, it. tie, fuck the whole deal. Yeah, enough of them in Jamaica, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Little Imagine Dragons you see them, stuff, you see huh? them biking around. Have you seen that documentary? Uh-huh. Netflix documentary on... Uh, They're Mormon, Drag- right? Yeah, well, the lead singer is... Oh, you gotta, you gotta watch that documentary. Imagine Dragons? Yeah. The Canadian? The Canadian group? Uh... Oh, they're Mormon, apparently. No, they're... Oh, Mormons um, can be Canadian. I don't think so. Yeah. You know, there's, a big, <laughs> there's a huge Mormon community. Calgary's is all Mormon. <laughs> Calgary's supposed to be one of the cleanest cities in the fucking world. Yeah, because yeah, it's the biggest it's oil city. It's snowing all the time. Because nobody fucking lives there. That's why. It's like it's two, clean. three million people live there. Uh, I was looking up cleanest cities uh, there. I'm sorry, why. Calgarians. I bet they're boring is up that, there. Is that the right? Boring oh, no, they're, dude, that's where that's the West, man. They're out there snowboarding all day, man. Calgary's oh, yeah, beautiful. All, they're stoned. Oh, they don't snowboard. They hang on the back of trucks and board on the streets. Yeah, they fucking. So have you seen that? They tie a fucking <laughs> rope to a moose and yeah. 
Well, I don't know about Moose, but like, yeah, because Moose can turn around and fucking kill you. Yeah, they'll fucking shit <laughs> on the, you. One of, the, one of the best hockey players is uh, Mark Messier. Do you remember Mark Messier? Of they course. nicknamed him the Moose. What uh, happened? His who, nickname was the Moose. Who didn't oh. know Mark Messier? I don't know. I'd, yeah, I guess you're right. didn't I, I'm not young, so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like 14. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> you had a, you had dog a voice, ears. You had a voice <laughs> transplant. Oh, yeah. I, I identify as an older as an older person. I'm really trying to radiate yeah. that, if you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I identify as me. Yeah, I'm the opto. I'm, I'm a trans-dimensional light being who sees. I don't see form, so I don't even see anything really. I, I see just, no matter either. Just exist. I just see the space that exists between you. Know that, you. you know, okay. <laughs> you know, there's a religion uh, that a guy started called Pastafarianism. Pastafarianism. <laughs> Should you not Google it? Like Google pasta, it. like the food pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pastafarianism. Okay. Again, your wonderful tax loopholes that you have in. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I want to open a, up a pasta restaurant called. Think of all the possibilities. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> oh, and great. you can order an impossible. There's a there's a great uh, John <laughs> Oliver uh, um, episode that talks about uh, um, uh, non done. I mean, uh, um, religious uh, tax uh, culture and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, uh, opening up his own. Uh, um, yes. He did his own fucking donate. Yeah. That fuck that shit's fucking wild to me. Okay, we're at six fifty nine. You guys gotta yeah. roll, right? Yeah. Any parting words? Any um any anywhere you guys wanna relate people to I'll put in the show notes too where they can find you on Instagram or social media. Yeah, I mean we have we have obviously the social media for we have a bunch just uh you know, there's Worthy Park Estate. This is all Instagram I'm talking with. Worthy, Worthy Park, Park W O R T H Y P A R K and then Estate. Putting in the show notes. Um there's also Back Bar Project, which is Back Bar. Project as it such sounds. A, is there a an cool echo? Name. Is there an echo in here? I'm a little just, bit. Yeah. I'm just helping. You know, it's yeah, like, you got some room sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not very smart, so every time people say things fast, I'm like, I always have to have it repeated. I could me so what was that one? Yeah. And there's okay. uh, Rumbar Jamaica and Rumbar USA. Right. Ooh, okay. And um, uh, and my personal one is uh, Z A N K O N G. For you Americans, that's Z A N. <laughs> K O N G. So it's yeah. like, like just think of Zancong. Think of Zancong. Oh, because Z, you say Z is a Z. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I know. So you see, so it actually threw you, didn't it? Yeah, he didn't know what to do. I, that one. I, I heard was, you say it earlier, but then that I, one I was yeah, not being sarcastic. I was really interpreting. I was just interpreting think of, the Canadian to the. Just American. think of Xanax and King Kong. Zancong. Wow. Oh, King Kong is sleepy. Wow. That would, angry and sleepy. That would make a great like late night like late night like Cinemax. Episode. It would. It'd be weird porn too. Yeah. yeah. Mine is H E Greer. H E Greer. Yeah. Harry Elkana Greer the Fourth is my full name. Harry Elkana Greer the Fourth. Elkana? Uh huh. That's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. It's an, it's it's an like Al Qaeda. It, it's, yeah. a, oh, it's a, it's a, a red. <laughs> Al Qaeda who does like cocaine. Al Qaeda. Like, we, we, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Cocaine? Yeah. I don't uh, know. It's like a type of cookie. Cocaine. Oh, yeah. Cool. When you cocaine. Cola, yeah, yeah, and then um, up in the mountains of uh, um, Kentucky was where that name came from, and uh, um, it, but it's an old uh, Jewish Yiddish name called uh, Elkana. El- <laughs> Elkana is the, but my redneck family changed it to Elkana. Oh wow, so that's how it is. Elkana. Do you guys have any uh, other events happening this week? I mean, I try to post this as soon as possible. I don't know if that's relevant. Well, tomorrow but. night at five o'clock, we're gonna go to the Breadfruit and Rum Bar. Rum Bar at Rum Bar. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Well, I wish I wasn't well, working. Well, I'd be support there. Support Dwayne and uh, Daniela over there. Who They're are, fucking awesome. Yeah, they've been uh, spreading the 
the Jamaican rum gospel and yeah. not just that. Yeah, and their, their food is absolutely like, it's a I mean, she's a, she's a James Beard nominated, she, yeah. nominated chef. Like she's, she's amazing. Like it's and like, just <laughs> both of them are so fucking hardworking and, and like they've survived downtown Phoenix for 10 years. That's not no easy feat. Just absolutely love what no. they do. They yeah. love it. They're just, every time you go and talk to them, it's just, there's a, I haven't uh, had much engagement with either of them, but I've had been amazing, in there for dope, a few times. Amazing people. Dope people. Um, yeah. But yeah, but cheers! Uh, you know, thank it's gonna you be for five tomorrow for, night. Yeah, thank you for having us on and yeah, all the support and love we've been getting in Phoenix this week has been yeah. super fucking awesome. Fuck bro. yeah! You guys yeah. are doing some killer, killer, killer shit here. So yeah, oh dude. yeah, I you know, you guys. I, I tell people Back Bar has <clears> great <throat> fucking pro- uh, products. Oh my god, I can't thank speak. You. No, truly, I yeah. I'm not thank kidding you. you. Soto Por Siempre is my favorite spirit in the in the entire planet. It's, dope. it's, dope. it's been it since I worked at Okra. Yeah, it just moves me. It smells like carrots. It's like yeah, you know. Fucking desert spoon. Oh, do. it's make a drink with it with carrots. I have. I made one with radish and went to like a cocktail week menu thing. It was fun. Wow. But but no, anyway. Phoenix is. Awesome. You are now my new favorite person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking badass. Thanks. Nice. You too, man. The way your mind thinks is. Yeah, I knew. I knew we'd be get along. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Now, now that we're saying, done masturbating each other, I'm sorry, Zan. Can you oh, I'm, 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 gonna, give him a tissue? Give him a tissue. Let's cut a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, I was just saying the Phoenix uh, reception has been amazing. Um, yeah. The bar scene here, you know, people ask because I travel a lot, and everyone's like, "You want to you want to Phoenix for a week?" I'm like, bro, like the scene here is there's shit a happened. lot of cool shit going on. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's it you know it's gonna get the national attention soon. I mean, it already is. There's already a lot of your your Phoenix bars that are you know popping up on the radars of people all, all across the country. So. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. This is amazing. We got bitter, bitter and twisted little rituals. We got Century Grand opening. Yeah, dude. Like I'm obviously what we to do on our toe. Yeah, it's just like it's just cool because like it's it's you know, I like particularly working in like the experience bars because it's, it's yeah. offering a different experience with high quality yeah. imbibing and 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 food and it's just it's just cool. So, yeah. I I love getting to learn about spirits. I love meeting people who uh help get the, one get the spirits to the bars and get the spirits to us and like learn how like more about the product that way that you have actual a better way of translating that information to the people who come into my bar yeah. right no thank you man we're like, so happy yeah and, yeah and in parting words today the first stop that we went to at uh, chico malo love mm-hmm. those guys there was a big sign as we walked in that said it's getting wet in here john mayer is in town Thank awesome. you, I mean, Phoenix. That's actually, just to correct him, it said caution, wet floor. <laughs> Do not ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. God damn it. God damn it. All right, well, thank you, uh, H.E. and down. Zan, for coming on. You guys were an absolute blast. Cheers, guys. Fuck yeah. That was a fucking awesome time. I'm going to go work out or something after this. Ooh. Yeah. Buddy. Self-talk. Uh, All right. Well, everyone, I'll do a little outro later. Thank you for listening. And uh, bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Tell Your Mom I Love Her, the only podcast that is uh, named that. That's the slogan. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've got a show coming up on uh, September 25th, Wednesday. It's a Wednesday night. Sydney Sprague is going to be playing. Lindy Elder is going to be playing. Erica Middleton Sharp is going to be playing. Lovely ladies. Uh, really unique vibe. Nice stripped down folky fall setting. Please come out and see it if you are around, if you're listening to the podcast at any point this episode. Uh, I didn't really talk about the show as much, so this is the time where I plug it. Um, <clears throat> come out. I'd love to have you there. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you come out, it'd be really nice to see you. I don't know what else I was going to I was going to say something else, but it's repeated the last topic. Whatever. 
I'm at the point now where I should stop talking. So anyway, thank you. Stay tuned for more episodes, everyone. Have a great night.